it's pretty cool. I'll, I'm going to go there again, assuming we don't all die of the Delta coronavirus. Well, I think the Delta is going to be fine. It's going to suck, but... uh. I mean, the Delta's going to be fine. We'll see how we are. <laughs> could be worse. Could be Spirit. Am I right? Yeah. Could be Spirit. Spirit's not a very good one. Uh, I tried to fr- fly Spirit twice, and two out of two times, the flight was canceled. So, um... Oh, that bad flight. F- fool me once. Shame on me. You know what? Airline's not good. Most of them. Podcasting. That's true. This is episode number 200 of the Insert Credit Show, a relentlessly on-topic audio program featuring a panel of video game experts addressing a smorgasbord of video game topics. These experts must address each question presented to them within the allotted time or face the consequence of a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and my favorite Insert Credit episode was the April Fool's Day Interactacular. <laughs> Uh, my name is Frank Zafaldi, and my favorite insert credit episode. I've never listened to one. Uh, yeah. So I don't really know if they're any good. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm stalling for time because I'm honestly trying to remember. I only remember some special ones. I guess the, the, the big one where we had all the guests talking about insert credit history, I think that was probably the best one because uh, only we could have done that. And uh, yeah. I know of at least one person who was unfamiliar with Insert Credit as a podcast who listened to it specifically because of that and uh, got a lot out of it. So I think that was a really good episode. Yeah. Uh, hello. Hello. You're next. Uh, hello. I'm Little Jerry, a 116th scale replica of the famous comedian Jerry Seinfeld, who schwunk me. Find out tonight on NBC Nightly News. Uh, no, I'm, I'm Tim Rogers, and I think my favorite Insert Credit episode was still the one where... But we, we were in uh, separate countries recording uh, things on our phone yeah. voice recorders. I think that one was pretty good. Yeah. And it was chill. I'm Brandon Sheffield, and I was probably going to choose that one, but I figured Tim was probably going to choose that one also. It was a two-parter, um, so maybe you can choose a different part of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I liked part two. No, I, I don't know. I don't know which part I liked. Um, those are two real good episodes that y'all chose there uh i guess i'll say since i can't choose either of those two which are both very good i will i will say our one and a half uh what the hell is wrong with video games episodes they aren't really my Mm. favorites per se but i'm glad we did them so yeah that's the kind of thing that i like something that i don't actually like that much but appreciate so (laughs) i hope we never have to do it again but we probably will now video games are healed now yeah (laughs) they're fine we fixed it we fixed society there was a concept show that I can't remember if we discussed or if it was just in my head, but it was one of my favorite dumb ideas for the show, which was one where the three of us are uh, using our phones and driving around Oakland. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, while I remember Talking that. to each other and also trying to find each other. Yeah, yeah, we never did it. That was my. Was that my idea? I that no was idea. your idea. I think it okay. was my. I think it was my idea. Well, next time, uh, Tim. Next time you're in Oakland. We'll make it Next happen. time you're all in the same city. Yeah. Or me and Jeff, you can try to find each other in New York. <laughs> yeah. Wander through Central Park until we meet in the middle. That would be fun. And then you and Brandon try to find each other in uh, Oakland. Yeah. Yeah, Frank and I try to see if we can uh, w- walk the four yards between our houses to... Um... <laughs> no, you have to start out in different locations that you don't oh, disclose yeah. to one another. Oh, okay. All right. So this week, uh, we are doing Insert Credit versus The Dirt Bag. Uh, We have amassed 234 questions, queued from the very launch of our Patreon, which we have not answered. 
which subscribers at just $3 a month or more to patreon.com slash insertcredit can uh, send us their own questions through that form, access our regular episodes one day early, famously, mm-hmm. and uh, even exclusive bonus episodes and other content every month. Uh, so rather than the usual timer on each question, our goal is to produce at least one viable answer for 100 of these topics before we move on. Okay. Usually I vet these questions, but today I will use a random number generator to select them. Our goal is to reach 100 questions answered. I'll generally sound a buzzer at the two-minute mark in case we start lagging in order to keep it moving, but answering some of these questions may require more time depending on how intricate they are. Each of you is armed with four skips, which will discard the topic entirely, and an eject button in case you have to leave early. Should all 12 of your collective skips be exhausted, and at least one hour of time has elapsed since the first question was asked, your only options will be to answer the remainder of the questions or accept defeat to the dirtbag, and the episode will end. But if we're able to make it through all 100, then the panel will emerge victorious over our vital audience. All right, someone, someone do the math for me. What should the average time be to actually get through this episode with like 100 30 questions? 30 seconds less? 30 seconds? 36 seconds. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. Uh, but we are. But I believe in us. I think we can make it's it. 60 times 60 divided by 100. Well, also, there's the time for reading the question, which is, is like 15 The seconds. time for reading the question is not included okay, in the timer. Okay. That's true. Okay. Uh, your first question is from Malkov, who says, What is the last thing in video games that made you say, uh-oh? Uh-oh. Uh, the, the Activision Blizzard lawsuit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Go. Mine is when I saw they were making more of them. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Uh-oh. All right. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is from Mox Bagel. In light of the new Near Replicant, what older action RPG would benefit most from just having Platinum Games remake the combat? None of them. The Lufia 2 remake for Nintendo DS. <laughs> <laughs> remake the remake yeah remake remake yeah do it who cares it's the 90s man okay Uh, i don't like platinum's uh action fighting business that much so it would have to be a game with real bad fighting so something like way um, better than nothing dude yeah yeah that should be their slogan okay we've all been through a time portal of distraction Mm -hmm. Some form of media where time is sunk in and a great deal of time passes rather quickly, and we don't remember anything about our experience. What was your last or most notable time portal of distraction? Do we all have that? Um, (sighs) I I don't. I have no idea what this means. Yeah, time portal Uh, distraction. Maybe. No, I think it means it means when you you start interacting with a movie or a game or a book, and then you like look up and you're like, wow. Five hours have passed. I didn't even know. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. That's there we go. Well, uh, um, I don't really get those. I haven't been in my 20s in a long time, so this is hard. <laughs> I can tell you a lot of the stuff it ain't. I need to know what it is, though. Yeah, I don't know. No. Um, probably the last time for me was when I was in Poland and jet, jet lagged, and I was playing the uh, Earth Defense Force 2 remake on uh, Vita, and I was playing with friends in the united states late at night and I, I couldn't really tell what time it was and then when i looked at what time it was i was like oh dang probably time to go to sleep that counts help me out first person puzzly indie game by an australian guy i can't mm-hmm. remember the anti-chamber? name anti-chamber anti-chamber yes anti-chamber was Good actually one. it for me and it was called good day chamber yeah it was the anti- <laughs> anti-chamber demo and it was actually part of his demo which i thought was really cool was that uh at the end of it he'd ask you okay, how long do you think you've been playing? And for me, I was like 15 minutes, and he showed me that it was 40. So like he knew that it was a time portal, and he incorporated that into his demo, which I think was cool. That's, that's great. Yeah, that's a good answer. 
Good answer. Good answer. Uh, okay. Uh, this question is from Cheddar. With Yakuza switching up the combat in Like a Dragon and <laughs> sticking with turn-based combat for future main games, what is a video game series that would benefit from switching to turn-based combat that has never had a turn-based combat entry? Uh, Platinum Games. Games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Vanquish, Nier. actually. I think Vanquish would benefit a lot, personally. I'd much rather play Vanquish. I'd turn play turn-based Nier. Mm. So. Vanquish also needs good level design, though. Yep, it Absolutely. does. They should think about it. Consider it. Mox Bagel. What Shakespeare play would make the best video game? What Shakespeare play would make the best video game? Not Hamlet. That's the obvious one people would go to. I think A Midsummer Night's Dream would be pretty good. Which one's Sword of Doom? Is that Macbeth? Yeah, Macbeth is just a bit It's a bit violent, yeah. There's some castles and witches, and that would be your Dark Souls. Yeah. Sword of Doom is, is the Kurosawa one based on... Let me see. Which, which one is that based on? Ron, based on King Lear. Oh, Sword of Doom? I thought you said sort of like the game Doom. Yeah, like sort of Doom. Oh, oh no. Okay. Oh, weird. Oh, wait, no. Sword of Doom is not even what I'm thinking. What Throne, am I thinking? Throne of Blood is Macbeth. T of B, that's what I was thinking of. Sort of Doom wow. is, is by um, Kihachi Okamoto. I think a Midsummer Night's Dream-based dating sim would be perfect. That's true. Yeah, that's basically what I'm thinking. That's a better answer. Yeah. Except not a joke yeah. dating sim, a real one. Tokyo yeah. Macbethy Memorial. Mm -hmm. Sure. How would you design arcade-influenced games like shoot-'em-ups or side-scrolling platformers without death or lives as a mechanic? I don't know, man. That Wario Land did a pretty good job of not having death yeah. in it. I think it's a, it's a problem you can solve if you just put your head on it for a couple of minutes. And uh, that shoot-one-up game, it does have lives, but it, it treats it more like when you get more lives... You see them visually, and you get more ships, and they're all around you. And, yeah. Um, if that, if you just couldn't die in that, that would be a good answer. I would make it very hard and have quick save and quick load. So make it like a nearly impossible game, but uh, you have infinite quick save, quick load. I, oh, I would, good. I would say knockback is number one. You just get knocked back, you get bumbled around, and it takes you a long time. And then at the end of the game, it asks you how long you think you've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Daniel R. asks, what movie would be best experienced when watched on a PSP UMD? Uh, I like that uh, question. Sucker Punch by Zack Snyder. <laughs> Done. Pretty good. I watched yeah. the entirety of The Mighty Boosh <gasps> on a PSP UMD. <laughs> what is that movie, dude? I've never heard of that one. Uh, British, British show, I think. It's, it's a British yeah, I know. It's, it's just a terrible TV show right. where they make a bunch of weird jokes and they're like in some sort of weird apocalyptic hexcape, right? Yeah, yeah there's a zoo involved. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that show. I remember McCune like watching it. He was like, this show's weird. They don't make any references, was his takeaway from I it. I liked Matt Berry on it. Matt Berry? Uh, I like Noel Fielding on it. You're tasked with reviving the Zork franchise. Okay. How do you do it? Graphics, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was missing. Yeah. And I'd bring back uh, Motohiro Kawashima, who did the soundtrack for Zork 1, which was the Saturn one. Uh, it's got a real bizarre soundscape and i think that helps a lot so that and graphics i think that zork the actual zork has a really nice sort of maze of the minotaur thing going so just mm -hmm. kind of a graphical take on maze of the minotaur where you can actually even kind of uh sense where the grew is based on your movement i think it's really cool i think maze of the minotaur is cool put more minotaurs in there yeah minute maze rate the bottom five least enjoyable battle systems in jrpgs Shoot. Just most of them that. Well, so there's near. Um... <laughs> should we skip this one because of how long it'll take? Yeah, I think that's I a think good strategy. I like it. Go. Also, skip. I would say skip yeah. it because uh, why rank the worst things? 
Okay, yeah. right. who's sacrificing a skip? Is it Brandon? I'll sacrifice my skip okay. so that I brought All right, it up. Brandon, you have three skips left. All right. Okay, next question. Uh, Kiko says, in what real-life scenario is it most appropriate to respond with your best impression of the Doom Demon grunt? Oh, that's a Tim question. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> a really bad news from your doctor. Like, like you're going to die. It, you know, it's metastasized. No, no. The best, <gasps> the best real life situation is when you're when you're using Windows, right? Yeah. And you you do you perform uh, something that is basically nine out of ten people would confirm as a realistic human expectation, like pressing Control N to open a new window on Windows Explorer, and instead of it opening a new window, it just uh, you hadn't clicked on like the part where the files are you were like clicked somewhere else like the sidebar or the top bar mm -hmm. right yeah, okay and you press control n and instead of opening a new window windows just makes that that long chime sound with the the, the weird yeah, background noise that cuts off suddenly after eight seconds that's the situation where you would just make that that sound <laughs> if that happens in your headphones real loud that's one of our oldest questions i know you just expected it to open a new window yeah i got another real quick one which is that okay my my mom's text message sound on her phone is literally six seconds long. It's like somebody playing the bongos for six straight seconds. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it drives me insane. And she, when she gets two in a row, the, like they sort of interrupt each other so that the, 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 the bongos, like they lose their rhythm. And it's just, it's yeah. so terrifying. So if, if I secretly replaced that bongo sound <laughs> <laughs> with the doom scream yeah that would be the best real life situation for my me my little brother used to used to have this uh this this laser gun right that had like 25 different sounds to it you could press a button to change the sound and all yeah, of them were like that. one second long except one of them that was the jingle that was like 30 seconds long it's horrible uh, yeah my dad's text message tone was a train whistle and uh two two that always gets pretty annoying yeah anyway next question this one is from crumbling queflich what? <laughs> Crumbling Queflish. No. <laughs> How have your tastes and preferences for video games changed in the eight years you have been doing the podcast? Mm. Have you become more open to things that you might have previously dismissed? Are there any creators or companies for whom you've lost respect? I've lost respect for a lot of the canceled people, and I would say that I've tried to be more open to new experiences and less negative about things. Uh, whether I've succeeded, that's for uh, you listeners to judge. I'd say eight years ago, I played fewer games, uh, but only slightly. So back then, I was basically like two AAA games a year, and that was mm -hmm. it. Unless it was, unless you're counting just you know channel surfing old games or whatever. I think I'm a little more open now to impulse purchasing and being okay with uh, spending like twenty bucks on a game I play once. I don't do it a lot, but I, I do it a lot more now than I used to. Now you're up to two point five AAA games. Yeah. I played way more games eight years ago, dang it. That was the Xbox 360 era. Yeah, that good old 360. Uh, eight years ago, uh, as today, I still don't like that Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that's pretty much uh, all However, I now have a lot more money. Uh, Bingo! Uh, so I can afford to buy. I spend, I spent a lot on the Steam set. I played 160 some games so far this year. Wow. It's more pizzas than Papa John. 160 some games. So that's a, that's a lot of math that you were doing. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 160 nice. some. I played 160. Uh, I mean, it's 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 up to 165. Though that number sounds fake. So I just said 160 some. 
Uh, we've just hit our first of video games question. Uh -oh. uh, phone asks, what is the 1998 Honda Civic of video games? Oh, so it's something that, that rules but doesn't rule too much. Um, something on the Dreamcast, I'm 90% sure. Uh, Power Stone? Power Stone's pretty good. I'm good with that. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we've met it. What would NES to SNES era JRPGs be like? If a major influence was the Thousand and One Knights instead of Dungeons and Dragons, shoot! Uh, oh probably... yeah, like like Magic of Shahrazad is like a franchise or something. Yeah. Last time Frank <laughs> mentioned that game on on this podcast, I said, "Oh, you mean Magic of Shahrazad?" Uh, yeah. And yeah, we true. had a good we had a good time with that. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty early one, I think. I think <laughs> let's, have, let's have another fun one. Time. Yeah, um, a... I would say it would be like uh, Legend of Oasis on the Sega Saturn. I think they'd be a lot more like uh, Live Alive as someone who's read all of the 1001 Nights and played Live Alive and every other JRPG. That's my answer, and I don't yeah, have I mean, to explain it. I, I, I haven't read it, but I've, I've heard you talk about it on the show. I mean, it's just a series of very short fables, right? So That are all yeah interconnected in bizarre ways, uh, stories yeah. within stories. The whole thing is within a story. So okay. there's a frame story that is within another frame story. So it's so, just Tim, you, you, mind you talked about how Dragon Quest is. I mean, we've talked about this together, really. But mm -hmm. I, I'm basing it on watching a video of yours that Dragon Quest is really good at these sort of half-hour experiences. So I think that uh, they would lean a little bit more into that and just have an actual beginning-to-end uh, story uh, every time you play. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it would be good. A lot fewer numbers, probably. I've always thought it would be cool to do a sort of a random, randomly generated JRPG that's about like a detective, like a noir detective who wakes up every morning at his desk in his office, and it's a man. I don't like those noir detectives, though. I'm tired of those guys. Uh, there's not enough video games with noir detectives in them, and also, yeah, but there's I mean, enough media with you know men who feel sorry for themselves. So <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah. Oh come on, not there's not enough media. That has a real good time with randomly generating a new decision-filled adventure about a noir detective, though. That's mm. true. Yeah. I'll give you I that. think that media could be a bit meatier. I mean, I, I just Eight. bring up the noir detective to just in order to say, you know, that's the sort of thing we would probably have a lot of if The Thousand and One Nights was popular. Oh, two minutes. Yep. Go. Heck. Okay, uh, this is from Saddle Blasters. Uh-oh. A while ago, Syzygy on the insert credit forum suggested that we add some insert credit-ish tags that people could put on their threads, such as Hangout Games. I thought this was a great idea, so I was wondering if you guys could use six minutes of podcast time, or two in our case, uh, to brainstorm some weird, cool, magical, distinctly insert credit tags that could perhaps someday be added to the forum. Uh, seven out of ten games. Yes. Mm. I like that. Oh, you know, I'm going to use one. Pass. Done. Okay. Pass. Yeah. Okay. Breaks down to three. Go, 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 Jeff. <laughs> I like go. that. Uh, this is from Walt. What is the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension of video games? Oh, man. Uh, that would be Tony Hawk's Pro Skater because subsequent re-releases had to cut some uh, some songs out of it. Next question. Ooh, excellent. Oh, there's got to be another answer. Also, some of those Tony Hawk Pro Skaters, you can uh, clip through walls. So it actually is a good answer. Because there's a lot of wall clipping ah, in uh, Buckaroo right. Banzai. Tim, can I get a third argument in support of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? Yeah, let's Sounds do it. like no. Oh, okay. Tony Hawk, <laughs> cool guy, rhymes with Banzai. Tony Hawk's pretty cool, and so is, so is yeah. Peter Weller. There we I'll go. allow it. There we go. Okay. Uh-oh. You've been elected president of the United States. Nope. You ran under a new party called the Mario Party. 
Uh-huh. You must now assemble a cabinet consisting only of characters from the Mario franchise and its spin-offs, excluding crossovers. Okay. I mean, how many people are in a cabinet? Uh, okay, so all the Mario characters, right? All the Marios. Probably... <laughs> put, put the Bombermans in there also, because they're probably in there. Who's Secretary of State? Uh, that's uh, uh, Morton Koopa. Okay. Sure. Who's the Secretary of the Treasury? That's uh, Wendy, Wendy Koopa. Koopa. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, see? <laughs> Secretary of Defense. That's Iggy Koopa. No, Bowser. <laughs> attorney General. Make Bowser, Secretary of Defense. I think Bowser's the Attorney General. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Secretary of the Interior. Daisy. Uh, Daisy, sure. Yeah. Uh, Secretary of Agriculture. Oh, Toad. Daisy again. I would say Toad because he can pick the vegetables real fast. Yeah, you can pick uh, them up Secretary real fast. Secretary of Commerce. Wario. Wario. I've got it. Wario. <laughs> Secretary of Labor. Oh. Um, Luigi? Another one of the toads. The blue toad. <laughs> sure, the blue, blue toad, too. yes. Uh, Secretary of Health and Human Services. Toadette. Um, Even though she's- I would say Dr. Mario, because we've established yeah, that enough. Mario and Dr. Mario are separate entities. That's, yeah, that's creepy, else? yeah. How many okay. more of these uh, are there? Um, a few. Uh, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Uh, Mario, make a uh, Mario. Mm, I was going to mm. ask if Dr. Wright is in the Mario universe, but I like that better. Okay, uh, I'll allow it. Secretary of Transportation. Oh, wreck- uh, Super Mario Kart Mario. <laughs> 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 yeah, just the cart. It's one of the ta- it's the taxi cab driver you help in Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, I like yeah. that. Uh, Secretary of Energy, Bowser. Pauline. I just wanted to put Bowser in there somewhere. That's Mario when he's got the electricity power in Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, okay. No. Uh, Mario's grabbing a lot of these for himself. Uh, Secretary of Education. You gotta get Pauline in there somewhere. Um, wait, where's what about Peach? That, that's uh, Mario teaches typing. Mario. Oh no, that's Mario is missing Luigi. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's good. Uh, Secretary of Veterans Affairs. Maybe that's uh, Mario. Uh, uh, Call of Duty, Luigi. <laughs> that's not one. Call of Duty. <laughs> Maybe like Rabbids, Luigi. Uh, Rabbids, Luigi, because he's yeah. used a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Secretary of Homeland Security. Are we really not at two minutes? It, no. Yeah, no, we're not. Let's move along. Homeland Security. Mm. Uh, Bowser again. Have we, got, have we not had Bowser yet? Yeah, we have we, twice. We had Bowser. We had. <sighs> I did say that some of these might require more than two minutes. Uh, we're near the end. Uh, trade representative. Trade representative. Uh, that's uh, Donkey Kong uh, 94 with the tie. Well, it, I think it's Waluigi. Yeah, I like that. Oh, okay. Uh, Director of National Intelligence. That's Waluigi. Cranky Kong. Yes. <laughs> no, Cranky Kong's better. You have four <laughs> left. Uh, Director of the Office of Management and Budget. Management and Budget. Mm. I don't care who who this there's, is. There's some character in Paper Mario that's into money. That, Lakitu. There you go. Great. Yeah. Wow. Uh, director of the Office of Science and Technology Policy. Waluigi. Sure. I, I, I was going to say E. Gad, the guy who gives Wait, you your vacuum. It, it should be Gooigi, because Gooigi is all science. sick. Sure. Gooigi's gross. Uh, administrator of the Environmental Protection Agency. Oh, man. EPA. Uh, okay. So, so, so something. From uh, Sunshine. I don't know. Help me out. One Not of those quite. big Oompa Loompas. The, yeah. The jet and finally, Administrator of the Small Business Administration. Oh, that's the Toy Marios from Mario Donkey Kong. Uh, Mr. Blue Luba. Yeah, we did it. That's the whole second. That's the whole cabinet. Congratulations. Uh, man. We can exhausting. now move on. That was Red at least toad, six blue minutes. Toad, green Toad. All right. Yeah, that was forever. Uh, if you could choose to completely forget one game in order to play it again fresh, what would it be and why? Ooh. Ooh. Do we have to uh, play it again fresh? <laughs> it, it would probably be uh, Yakuza 0, because I enjoyed that a lot, and I would like to have that particular enjoy another time. 
Delicious video game, yeah. I think that's a good answer. Good. Yeah, let's just say Y0. Uh, Tamara Valmar asks, Adobe Flash has been dead for a few months now. Does the future of indie game development uh, look like without Flash? What does it look like without Flash? Pretty good. It, was Flash even still an important part of indie game development in the years leading up to its execution? I mean, it had been nerfed at that point. But yeah, I mean, it it was it was really good for instant accessibility. But uh, and it, I mean, to be fair, it was great for development, too. But you have a lot of tools now uh, to make great games. And I was just talking today about how fan games during this uh, that Sonic amateur games, whatever right yeah. now, like that, those look like professional games. And these are just people making stuff with free tools. So I think the tools are better than ever. Uh, nothing solves the instant accessibility of a Flash game, but that's not the question, so uh, buzz off. I, I do think that is part of the question, though, because uh, it, just being able to link somebody to a website, someone can immediately play your game, is in, is super valuable. And all right, then it's uh, Roblox. Great. Yeah, Roblox. Yeah. It's all about Roblox. All right, uh, this next question is from Gaga Geens. Uh, what are some of the most effective, or at least the most amusing, developer or development team self-insert characters? such as Toby Fox's dog avatar in Undertale, Kojima in MGS Ground Zeroes, or uh, Madeline from Celeste being a manifestation of Maddie Thorson. I think it's all, those are all kind of silly, and so I mean, that means the best one is David Cage coming in at the beginning of a game to be like, Play uh, <laughs> 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 me game! Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Waving yeah. around that baguette at the camera. <laughs> yeah. it. No, the best yeah. one is Max Payne. Come on. Number yeah. one best one. With a bullet. Yeah, I mean, come um, on. Guy looks like he's he's the same guy. I mean, absolutely. he should just be called Sam Lake. He shouldn't even have the name. <laughs> Furthermore, just to add right to the end here, they should just change the name of Tom Cruise's character in all the Mission Impossible movies to Tom Cruise. They should. 100% yes. Yeah. Uh, this next question is from Devil's Blush, who says, If mid-90s Sega had developed a Sonic the Hedgehog action game for the Model 2 arcade board, nice. what would you want it to have been like, and which designer would you have put in charge? Sonic R, uh, and it made by Toshihiro Nagoshi. Sure. Nice. Proto Super Monkey Ball style. Yeah, which like hardware it. is this? Model 2, it's just before Model 3. So it's like Virtua Fighter 2 ah, and okay. um, uh, Daytona newer yeah, version. Yeah, Sonic R. It's Sonic R. Yeah. It would have to be a real good, sticky, heavy sort of Sonic R, in my opinion. I'm good with a trackball Sonic R, actually. Oh, I think a trackball yeah. Sonic R would be great. Drifting yeah. with a trackball is pretty sweet. Yeah. A sweet prospect. That's how how about this? A trackball and a foot pedal. Ooh, Ooh baby. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, make that game now. All right. Uh, Hollywood has finally greenlit your top pick for a video game to movie adaptation. Finally. How has the studio just swiftly and entirely ruined it? Oh. They kept me off the project. Nice. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Let's say it's it's Yakuza and uh, they cast white people. <laughs> oh, that that's a good way to ruin it. Yeah. Every part played by Scarlett Johansson. It's an old yeah. joke, but it's still fun. Uh, Oldie but a goodie. Tim, what you got? Oh, I don't know. I think uh, that's probably pretty close. Yeah, that's good enough. We got it. We got a best. Why are we still here? Let's here. move on. Come on. This, this, <laughs> this is all lightning round, basically. Uh, Chris Riker asks, "What's your favorite video game smell?" Well, I actually have one. Um, I I have a smell association for Metal Gear Solid Three, um, which Ooh. is fog machine because uh, when they had the demo at E three, it was in an area with little fog machines uh, mm. in like a jungle setting, and um, that game smells like a fog machine to me. I like it. Um, uh, props for not doing Mother 2. Uh, Sarah Sophia, what antiquated video game trend or design quirk irritates you the most? 
Mine is when party members in RPGs don't receive experience points for battles they participated in just because they're dead. Owned. Uh, mine is that particular era of Nintendo design where they were like, af after you're like jumping around, you have to read a sign that says, did you know that you can press A to jump? Oh yeah, I don't like that stuff. Well, that one's not as bad as like the Zelda ones that are like, you got a blue rupee. It's worth five rupees. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's bad. Anders Moberg asks, given the power, what artist or band would you have remix a song from another artist band? And which song would it be? This isn't about games at all, but it's in the bag. In okay. Um, I would have Boris remix one of the uh, Sonic Art tunes, like um, "Can You Feel the Sunshine." That'd be fun. I'd I'd love it. Cool. I like It'd it. Be ridiculous. I don't know who Boris is or what that song is, but I love. You this don't answer. know what Boris let's, is. Let's keep going. Boris okay. is a good uh, is a good band for anybody who hasn't uh, heard a whole lot of uh, bands to hang out with. If you ever wanted to try out a band, yeah, good band to try out. Would you uh, have them remix or remake any particular song from another band or artist, Tim? Um, I don't know. I would. I would get Shintaro Sakamoto from Yuta Yuta Teikoku to remix Bob on Battlefield from Super Mario sixty four. That's just me, though. <laughs> I'd listen to nice. it. Nice. That's, that's uh, what Billy I'll... the Blue Ranger from Power Rangers asks. Wow. I love that guy. Uh, which game has the best feeling mid combat weapon switching? First of all, I thought Billy was dead. Well, I mean, yeah, I think he is. But uh, before we answer this question, uh, I want to point out how much I appreciate the Super Nintendo Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game, um, which kind of follows the show in that you got to start as a teenager with attitude before you uh, before you morphize or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Billy, the Blue Ranger, his punching animation has him also covering his face in terror. Um, oh, very I really good. Appreciate oh, that's that really animation. good. Yeah. So Guy I don't sucks. even know what the question was, but that is my answer. What's the question again? Uh, what's the best feeling mid-combat weapon switching in video games? I like the ones, I can't think of any, but I like the ones where while you're switching weapon, pulling the weapon out also does an attack. I think that's critical, in my opinion. Um, All right. It's very different from the Dark Soulsy style, but I like it. I like how in Doom Eternal you can switch uh, weapons uh, and you can you can end up firing like twice as many shots uh, if you just are constantly switching between your weapons. You have your fingers under your arrow keys and you're just like, or your, your number keys and you're just like changing weapons. You can just fire because it bypasses the reload or anything. Yeah, that's pretty That's good. fun. And the fact that some battles on the higher difficulties more or less require you to do that. Game's ridiculous. Uh, it's pretty cool, though. The end. Uh, this next question is from Wegmont, who says, What would be the most annoying video game UI element to see persistently in real life? Oh, man. Any kind of uh, pop-up notification. I hate when somebody asks me to do something as I'm doing it, uh, which is why I do not work <laughs> with other people. <laughs> so, um, um, so the seeing a waypoint marker for my next destination uh, would really bother me in real life. It's like the supermarket, like the elevator. Just suddenly, there's an icon on the my my elevator. It's like I know where the elevator is, man. I know where the supermarket is. I know where the spinach is. Right. I would just be upset all the time. So I think that's definitely the worst one. I'd rather have that than the one I have in mind, which is the countdown timer, because I don't really want to know when I'm going to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I once uh, told some guys that they should try to make an app that, that is like basically a human life meter that tells you how long <laughs> you're going to live, and then it'll show up at the top of your phone. And they actually like just started writing a pitch deck for it, because they were such complete idiots. A life meter app. Next question. Uh, it's an improv zone. Oh, stop it. Eccentric millionaire 13-year-old acquires a rare prototype of unreleased game in fully playable form. 
waves it over everyone's head while hyping their YouTube channel, milking as much self-promotion out of it as possible. You know, you know, we're going to have to skip this one because there's no yeah. way to do an improv zone in 30 seconds. I'm Little so, Jerry. Uh, I'm one sixteen scale replica. All right, Brandon is using another skip. Oh, Sorry to this I question. I think it'll be a good little little Jerry reference. You want to do it, Tim? You want to do no. it? No, we already skipped. No, yeah, done. Yeah, keep uh, no. killing. Uh, Anna asks, "What is the double neck guitar video game?" <laughs> nice. Doom Eternal. Uh, the, the Conix Multi System, which never came out. Ooh, yeah, that had foot pedals, right? <laughs> it was yeah, it had like foot pedals and flight yokes and like a bike or something. Yeah. Toshihiro Nago, she's a Sonic R for the Model Two Sega arcade system with a trackball and a and a foot pedal. That's there the go. <laughs> I think it's playing bass and guitar in Guitar Hero at the same time. Oh, also Doom Eternal. In all seriousness, though, because of the 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 necessitation of the weapon switching sort of thing. Perfectly flattened guy asks what game design challenge. How would you design a Super Mario Brothers knockoff that hews as closely to the original as possible without getting sued? I would call it the Great Guiana Sisters. And uh, yeah, this is why I didn't ask this question before. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. That's it. We did. Yeah, well, that's I mean, it. Yeah. You just you just you just graphic swap the original Super Mario Brothers with anything, and it's just it's like half of the indie games that come out, so we're fine. Exactly. Beautiful. Uh, I'm glad we finally addressed that, so I can get that off the inbox. Uh, here's our next question uh, from MDS. Nice icons can really enhance not just the UI, but the gameplay as a whole. What are examples of games that are made or held back by their icon work? Just all those Screaming Man iOS games. Uh, those those icons that all had the same face. Some of those games them, were actually them big, good. Them big Nordic men with the chins. Yeah, you yeah. just never know which one was good because they all look the same. I don't know if those are icons, but uh, cool. They're icons to me. Icons on the phone, actually. You're right. Icons on the phone. Okay, I thought yes, it was like I mean, in-game icons for it. Probably power was, but but, uh, I but you made it. You made an answer, and I'm good. I try to think of games that have cool icons, like uh, Sonic Mania on the Nintendo Switch. Is that what we're talking about? Uh, we're talking about cool icons. Yes. Yeah, we're talking about I no, like like the, uh, the the Sonic Mania icon on the Nintendo Switch is real good because it's just that yellow background with the Sonic smiling Sonic head. My favorite game icon. Talking about bad icons. We got both. We're talking about good and bad icons. We have to cover both. Well, of I'm them. saying any icon that's not that one is what I. That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lachlan says cooking a perfect omelet is said to be the ultimate test of culinary skill. Uh-huh. What is the omelet of video game development? Wait, I have to correct this person. An asteroids clone. Uh, it's it's specifically a French omelet is is the uh, ultimate test of culinary oh, skill. Omelet. Yeah, um, the fluffy one. Yeah, the kind David Cage likes. No, a uh, French omelet is uh, very thin and is uh, rolled up, kind of uh, like a burrito. And the uh, middle has to be um, just perfectly not quite done, so that the carryover heat uh, when you serve it cooks the rest of the way into a cheesy consistency. Uh, very difficult to do. Um, I uh, took that challenge upon myself, uh, and 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 I believe mastered it in about six months or so. Um, mm-hmm. I can't cook much else, but I am now uh, one of the best cooks in the world, according to that scale. So, one of nice. the best. Making a good jump. But you're like video game development. Mm-hmm. Man, if you're making a side, make a side scrolling game with a good run and jump in it, man. That's uh Yeah, I think that's I agree. True. Good jump physics is Consensus. the carryover cooking to, uh, to cheese consistency of video games. Yeah. Also, I don't like eggs. So uh, what does that say about me in game development? You don't like jumps. Yeah, you don't like jumps. Uh, Chin asks, what video game character is most likely to report you to the cops? Boy, um, I feel like a lot of them. Cranky Kong. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Uh, Ryo Hakazuki. Hakazuki. He's doing something illegal. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, Brandon, you have one? Mm, no. Cranky Kong would call the cops on Waluigi in a god darn heartbeat. <gasps> like, no, no matter what dialing. Waluigi was doing, he could just be twisting his mustache. Okay, we're 30% done. 30%? Oh, oh my god, go. Crank. Uh, in a world where Square and Enix never merge, mm -hmm. where are we now? Dragon Quest number one, Final Fantasy, in the dust, period. Maybe. Yeah, sure, great. That can't be right. It's true. I don't, I don't really believe 30, it. 31%. <laughs> Square needed. Man. They needed. Well, I, I feel like this warrants a little more discussion. So you don't want us to finish this, is what you're saying. Square needed the money, man. Square <laughs> needed the money. Enix bailed out Square, dude. Yeah. Dragon it's Quest true. reliably profitable. They didn't bail okay. Square out. There'd be no more Final Fantasy, and we'd be playing Dragon Quest and smoking weed right now. Weed would be illegal everywhere. <laughs> I'm I'm sure if if Dragon Quest had uh, objectively triumphed over Final Fantasy, weed would be legal in Japan. <laughs> In Japan. Which is unthinkable to see in our lifetimes otherwise. Without all of the energy that goes into making Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy, it would be feasible. All I know is I saw Cranky Kong call the cops on Waluigi for smoking weed in Japan. They busted Waluigi's butt <gasps> and uh, he, they broke his knees right in public in the middle of the train station. And that wouldn't have happened if uh, Square and Enix... Uh, he's... He's just wallowing in a mud pit in some broke down palace right now. That's why they call him Waluigi. All right, we, we made the podcast longer. You happy, Jaffy? Let's yeah, go. We did. I'm very happy. Dave asks, what's the best fake video game featured in a movie or TV show? I don't remember. All the ones in uh, Clarissa Explains It All, where she makes those, she makes those video games and they're all kooky oh, and Clarissa. Weird. This isn't really the correct answer, though. I, I played the Columbine shooters, uh, Doom Wads. And uh, oh, wow. that, that those kind of feel like video games that were in a movie. I like the fake uh, punch out in the first season of The Simpsons. Oh, that's a good one. Bone yeah, Storm? No, no, no. That's a fake Mortal Kombat. I know, I know. I'm just saying Bone Storm to prove I know something about The Simpsons. <laughs> Contrary to my haters', is, uh, my haters is insistence, I do know something about The Simpsons. Oh, I just can't stop getting emails from people telling me I don't know anything <laughs> about The Simpsons. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Candle Jack asks, beyond The Last of Us, are there any video game series with plots and characters sophisticated enough to warrant an adaptation into an HBO original series? Mm, Bullet Witch, dude. Yeah. I'd watch Lots that. Bullet Witch XCOM? XCOM? Zone of the Anders? It's actually a pretty decent question. Uh, Metal Gear? Okay, here's, here's something I'll say. King of Fighters. I think The Witcher, the Witcher on Netflix... <laughs> Uh, that that could have been on HBO almost. Yeah, <laughs> it it was on the edge of a knife that it ended up coming down on the Netflix side. I feel like that could have been an HBO thing, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that the plots and writing and stuff necessarily in the games are like, oh yeah, adapt that directly. But I think you can make a a, a fine series just out of the Fallout aesthetic and world. Oh yeah, war never changes. You would say at yep. the beginning of every episode. Yep. Yep. Ron Perlman would he do an intro kind of like uh, like Riker and and that like Factor Fiction show you know he'd like be in a weird room oh yeah guys and yeah. he'd do like a, an intro about the fable you're about to see war has never changed oh man it would it would be an anthology except every episode would be just a different Fallout story yeah exactly yeah I think that'd be cool oh I like this a lot also I think Dishonored I would watch a Dishonored TV show. Carrying around a okay. big heart that tells you where yeah. items are. You could also do a Wolfenstein one, I think, because uh, everybody loves seeing Nazis go down uh, yeah. these days. Man in High Castle style. I'm on a Quake TV show. Heck it. Let's go. Let's bring them all out. Wacky. 
I don't even know what Quake is about. Just uh, it would be just some surreal, just some surreal nonsense. Shooting monsters. Yeah, I think we're getting past the uh, character scope of the question, though. True. Oh, yeah. Well, wow. uh, in the spirit of min-maxing a virus-ridden world, what is the ideal shower to week ratio for the unencumbered gamer? Oh, what? How much should people shower? I think it all depends on how much, how many people you see and how much odor you are uh, putting out there. Yeah, it depends on your body. Like, I can't go more than a day. My hair gets really gross, so. I think we need waterproof clothes, water-repellent clothing, clothing that dries quickly, period, okay? And we need all bathrooms to be just completely sealed up watertight, so that every time you go in there, you just press a button to just blast yourself. I think we should be taking, like, (laughs) 20 or 30 micro showers per day. Like, I'm not even joking. I've had this idea in my head ever since visiting a friend's apartment in, uh, in Seoul, Korea back in 2003 where his whole bathroom was just like big giant bathtub. It had a drain in the middle of the floor. I was like, you could just shower every time you use the toilet, dude. That's what I want. I want my clothes to dry fast. That sounds know? pretty good, actually. <laughs> Derek asks, what do you predict will be the cause of the next big video game renaissance? Some new painting techniques? New Madden. <laughs> yeah. New painting <laughs> techniques. Renaissance implies that we're in like a wrong state like what i don't wrong assumption no, i think they just mean what what like a big new everything changes kind of thing i don't think one's coming personally oh is this one of those things where it's like we, we haven't been accepted by normal people yet what were the I previous renaissances can we uh, can, what were those right. 3d yeah, um 3d the Sorry. nes oh, oh, oh yeah, I, got, I got the answer it's the it's uh the intellivision amico that's oh, right. that's gotta be it. Yes. They got a stream coming out today. We're gonna find out about the new Renaissance. <laughs> it's a me. Yeah. Co. Square Enix continues to make AAA comic book games. Who? What comic book would actually work best, and what genre of Square Enix game would fit? I, I think know. the Suicide Squad game that's in my head that they're probably gonna disappoint me with is probably the best one. Yeah. I like Reverse Arkham Asylum, where you have to hunt Batman, as done by Rocksteady. What is Rocksteady doing? Aren't they doing Superman? Suicide Squad. They're doing Suicide Squad versus Superman, right? Do Suicide Squad versus the Justice League. So, uh, oh. so presumably you are hunting Batman at some point, which I think would be really cool. It's going to have a lot of hot multiplayer. Batman's not in it. He's not in it? No, they put Robin in there instead. Robin oh, sucks. Not... Robin, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I don't know why. Anyway, Suicide Squad. I don't Squad. have an inside scoop for you. I think Suicide Squad is great. I play comic. a Chainsaw Man video game. Ooh, but that's manga, not comic. That's basically like manga it's not TV, comics. it's HBO. It's manga, it's yeah, not I mean, comics. I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying to get it into a zone where I care about it, and so that's why I went over there. <laughs> no, I'll X-Men it. dating sim. Uh, Tim, do you have a good comic book yeah. video game adaptation? I think a Batman game made by the makers of Dragon Quest would be cool. Mm, Bat Quest. Including Toriyama? Yeah. I like it. I, would, I honestly would love to see Toriyama's- Oh, I want to uh, see Toriyama's Batman like heck. I would as well. Toriyama's yeah. Batman. I think yeah, that'd be cool. that. What is the Seinfeld baseline of video game? It's either- Sonic Green Hill Zone or Super Mario Brothers World 1. It is the yeah, current I... sound that the Sega blinking eye marketing thing makes. Oh, oh that, no, yeah. I, I think it's like the prompt in Super Mario 64 that tells you like the name of the star you're getting. That bop, 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 bop. No, I think it's the thing that happens when you turn the Jaguar on and it goes boodle doodle doodle and it's all out of key. <laughs> it's definitely that. Oh, oh yeah, it's definitely I hope, that. I hope Esper can find that and edit it in here so that y'all can Please do. enjoy that. Uh, hold on. I got a plane going overhead. Okay. It's a toy plane that 
that Jaffe's holding in his hand. I'm having a, a, a situation over here where uh, my my only friend Mimsy uh, opened up the bedroom door and uh, is in the bathroom, and the bedroom door is open, and it just palpably got like six degrees hotter in this room nice. because the bedroom door is open, which makes no sense. Like it got like remarkably like a, a punch in the face worth of heat. So I've I've been trying to untangle my headphone cable so that I can go over there and close the door, and the headphone cable is so. Should we take a quick break? Uh, well, it only needs to be a three. It it, it actually is only going to take me about three seconds to do. Just go uh, do it. Let's go. All uh, right. <laughs> though I was going to try to do it while wearing my headphones, so I didn't miss anything, and in, and the headphones got caught on something. And I Why don't are know we still how. talking about this? <laughs> it's, we'll it's be right back after a quick way. break. Sage demos and games are interesting to me because so many of them it must be like seem 120 to be degrees in that room. Targeted toward people who are between 30 and 40 years old, but they feel like they're made by people who are like under 20. Yeah, which is very interesting to me. Thanks, Sonic. Thanks, Sonic. Welcome back to Insert Credit. Uh, we're at 38 questions. Yeah, son of uh, heck. Yeah, we got to get to 100. That's the goal. Just rip them. Uh, slowing us down. Squid asks, I grew up a narc and didn't smoke cannabis until I was 30. It's now an essential part of my life that I can't imagine life without. Mm -hmm. What did you avoid in video games like an obstinate fool only to have it become a large part of your life? Oh, interesting. Interesting. Nothing. I've been pretty, pretty uh, straight line. I own all the consoles, okay? So I'm not a fanboy of any of them. Is what you have to is what uh, guys yeah. on the internet always say before they say. But Xbox really messed up this oh! time. I'm not one of those guys though, because I, I okay. Just, I think it's all cool. I have always avoided MMOs, and I feel like oh, uh, I memos. could have gotten sucked into one very easily and would could be have gotten an important sucked. part of my life. But I didn't go down that path. But let's pretend that I did. So we answer the question. What's next, Jaffe? I want to okay. play that FF14. Uh, Jesse, <laughs> Jesse says. ESA said in an interview this week, mm-hmm. or whatever we keep mm-hmm. asked this, that E3 would be considering a mix of physical and digital for future E3s. Crank. An odd statement about an event that has been partially digital for nearly a decade. Despite the oddity of this statement, how could E3 truly bring the showroom experience to a digital audience? Could they partner with a p- cloud platform yeah, like partner Stadia? With, yes, do that. Do Gaikai, Stadia, whatever, and just... All of the E3 demos are available to everyone. There's no reason for them not to be. Yeah, put yeah, them all on there. Right That's away. true. And make a cool MMO style uh, virtual virtual thing uh, to wander around. Nah, make a crappy web portal. Who cares? No, <laughs> make a re- how about how about this? Make a really ugly like Dactyl Nightmare looking virtual reality. Yeah, I'd, I'd hang in. That's walk around E3 and then play the demos through that. That's the only way to play the demos. And you have to manually queue. You have to wait behind people. Oh and- yeah. Yeah. That's and perfect. you also get uh, Fortnite merch. And an influencer gets bumped up to the front of the queue while you're right as about to, to play the game. Yeah, some guy in a hat that's like a baseball cap that's like twice as big as his head. Yeah. Or literally <laughs> Peter Molyneux, which longtime listeners of the show will remember the reference to. The guy's yeah. ears are right. literally under the baseball cap. And the and the baseball cap says something that you 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 don't know what it means, but it feels racist. <laughs> Gentlemen, <laughs> let's move on. Okay. Uh, Steve G asks. Who is the Tim Rogers of video games? Tim Rogers. Next Tim Rogers. question. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly it. We have to ask the next one. Uh, that's it. Billy asks, if you were to construct a canon out of the very best sci-fi media, books, films, comics, radio plays, and whatever, what video games, if any, would make the cut? Well, it'd have to be games that came in steelbooks so that we can melt them down 
uh, mm-hmm. into an appropriate canon. The Vanquished Bayonetta collection for PS4. Yeah. With wonderful art by Dan DeSalt. That, that's the steel book that would be melted. <laughs> Shout out right. Dan DeSalt. All those Call of Duties had steel books. Shenmue 3 had a steel book. Shmoo 3? Yeah. Okay, let's, let, let me just be real for a second. Did Shenmue 3 really deserve a steel book, though? That's a joke. I don't, I, don't, I don't know either way. I got a steel book for Persona 5, and I got a steel book for uh, Final Fantasy 12, Zodiac Age, and a steel book for Final Fantasy 15. I got one for Tekken 7. Those are the only steel books I have. The Yoshitaka Amano steel books. If you don't want those, what do you want, right? So there you go. That's the answer. The guy's a nationalist. I don't want his. Let's answer the question seriously. No, Are there any not. sci-fi no, video no. games? No, we answer questions jokingly here. Come on. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, then here's a question I really like from Schluter McGavin. What games are the best for dinking around? Oh, oh baby, Fortnite, dude. <laughs> yeah, Fortnite is a dinking game. You get in there and you start flossing in the lobby. Don't even got to start the game. You just have a good time. I think it's a good answer. Ain't no point to the game. Stardew Valley is really good for it. Or, or Animal Crossing or any of those kind of things where it's just like, yeah, I'm going to water these plants. I'm going to shake this tree. Great. In all seriousness, I enjoyed dinking around in Red Dead Redemption 2 a lot. I think that's one of my favorite dinking games. Uh, this is another question about a Nintendo government. I'm going to say someone should use their pass on it. How about Frank, you? you said you, you said a word first so you can use your, your pass. Okay, sure. All right. Another pass from Frank. Not an Nintendo yeah, government you, you didn't want to do that one, trust me. Okay, uh, Dilson says, I have felt a growing twinge of guilt about purchasing games on gutted sales. I have a Switch library filled with nonsense purchased at bargain bin prices, mm-hmm. the strong majority of which I really enjoy. What should I do to assuage my guilt or correct my consumer misdeeds? Isn't it assuage? Uh, if it's by a big publisher, buy it as deep a discount as you can. Everything goes on sale at very predictable times. Otherwise, if you can find the person who made the game on Twitter... Uh, and uh, you you can like read some of their tweets and find anything in in their tweets that make it sound like they're a person like you. Maybe just don't buy their games on on a discount. Is what I would say. Well, or uh, let's just start thinking about indie games more more like music and just yeah, the music's basically free. Go buy the merch. Yeah, buy the merch. I have a, a good answer to this, which is because they they want to assuage their guilt for games they have already purchased mm-hmm. and. The way to do that is... Gift more copies of it to others. Buy the merch! Look and go see if the game's on itch, and then you can pay whatever you want for it. If you want to give them more money, you can give them 20 bucks if you want. And then gift the code to somebody. Yeah. I like that. Do whatever you want. And then they have to then give money to somebody else, and then... Itch is the band camp of uh, video Stop talking! (laughs) uh, Sarah Sophia asks, has renaming a named character in an RPG ever led you to having a more personal or special experience with the game i think we've answered this question on the show it's earthbound man. yeah yeah, yeah. We, we've answered this on the show also uh pan's dragon saga is a funny one because you forget that you did it yeah that's good i renamed cloud a neo once and named all of my characters in final fantasy 7 after characters from the matrix owned uh lcl forever asks what is the mamma mia of video game what's mamma mia the mario catchphrase a mamma um, mia i think Ma- I think Mamma Mia, the Abba Jukebox musical. Yeah, that's that's so nice. I, I think it's still just Mario saying Mamma Mia. I think it's Mario saying ravioli while he's asleep. Ravioli. I, think, I think that's the um, <laughs> <laughs> Ravioli. That's final answer quality right there. What video game villain would be most likely to win a presidential election? Wario, uh, based on facts. Yeah, Wario based like, on like, facts. Like, I mean, it's, 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 there's the science to back it. It's literally Wario. That's true. It's already happened once. I, I hate to get again. political here, uh, though it, we basically had President Wario. Yeah, we did. 
Uh, what is your favorite large boat in a video game? <laughs> um, Ooh, uh, I like the uh, the Septentrion in Septentrion Two for PlayStation One. Nice. Anybody ever play that one? Or the uh, the tanker from the beginning of Dark Savior? It's like a toss up between those two. Oh yeah, that one rules. I was gonna say um, the airship in um, in Skies of Arcadia, but it's kind of boring actually. Now that I think about it some more. Well, my uh, my my gummy ship at the end of uh, Kingdom Hearts for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you put in a game called Far Automata? Oh, um, all the characters are really small. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the same game, but all the characters. It's are really wonderful one on one, except uh, with little robots. Yeah, just pick. Yeah, pick characters were just it. too small in that wonderful one on one game, man. Tape Vulture says, "Imagine a baby boomer is locked in a room with the full Sega Genesis library for one year. They are completely average in all relevant abilities for a boomer. Uh, what is the hardest game that they would be able to beat?" None of them. They wouldn't even. They wouldn't even turn the console on. I agree. They would just sit there and complain about uh, the room. Yep, I actually agree. And then they would die. Uh, I have a different answer to this question, which is that if it was my dad, he would play all the Shining Force games. He loves. He loves a tactics chess like thing. So he would. He would be playing them Shining Forces, and but he would only play them. He would play those, and then he'd play them again a different way. And then he'd play them a third time. Well, there's plenty of ways. Yeah. So that's that's what he would do. Hardest one they would actually beat. Uh, I don't know. Cr- uh, cr- Crystal's ponytail adventure. No, I th- I, th- I think anyone could beat uh, Gunstar Heroes. Even that's true. Okay, we're halfway there. Living on a prayer. If your past self had known better, mm-hmm. what is a game series, genre, or console that they would have been super into, and why? Ooh. Oh, uh, Super Nintendo for me, obviously. <laughs> the obviously. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, I think JRPGs in general. I didn't really start until I was in JRPGs are good. And every time I play one, I'm like, wow, what if I had this as a kid? I would have been a much better kid. It took me a while when I lived in Japan to get really into uh, cave shooters. And when I finally did, it was already like slightly too late. And then I ended up leaving Japan. And now it's extremely difficult to just play. You bought a black label, like period. Yeah, you would have been spelunking like a pro if you had uh, started early. Exactly. Who or what is your personal Navi, as in Ocarina of Time, in real life? Mm. I don't know what that means. So My wife likes to point things out. So My <laughs> wife, Amanda. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to say it's Frank's wife, Amanda. Yeah, she'll, like, <laughs> she'll be like, look, a dog. Yeah, Frank's I'm not, wife, Amanda? I'm not going to lie. I don't know Frank's wife, but my dog barks at a lot of stuff. So. <laughs> that is <laughs> true. And it, yeah. it's always stuff that I universally have been aware of for several seconds. If I knock on my <laughs> yeah. desk right now. Ten seconds from now, my dog will run at, up to the door and bark at it. Here we go. I just did it. Where is he? Find out. Okay, well, he's he's taking a nap, right. I guess. Good. <laughs> uh, Karibo's Drip asks, what non-sports subject matter would make for a good manager game a la football club? Shoot. Well, there's already a million of those, like, like yeah. uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh yeah, that's not yeah. that's not the same as football manager though. You manage salaries and you manage like in, like salt levels and the fries. Although I'm thinking of theme park, I guess there's but... no fun graphics uh, in in football manager. It's just uh, it's ice cold. Okay, it's not totally ice cold. Uh, my my joke was gonna be my my joke was gonna be Zork player manager. No oh, shit. Sure. <laughs> Managing pro Zork players, <laughs> building your fantasy Zork player team. <laughs> What's the pro Zork competition like? Oh man, you got a Zork you can't, you real can't fast. Add questions. Okay. Uh, Sam asks, "What is the best Zelda dungeon?" Oh, um, the first, uh, the Eastern Palace from uh, Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds. The perfect action game, vertical slice. It's the perfect 
Zelda introduction. It's just like a perfect little platonic ideal Zelda thing. Even better than anything in Link's Awakening, in my opinion. I like that island mm. in Breath of the Wild, but that's a totally different z- deal. Oh, it's a little different, yeah. Um, I think also the first dungeon in Link's Awakening is, is a supremely excellent, uh, full full 800-page textbook of level design. Uh, Ross Hamrick asks, who or what is the Andrew WK of video games? Most of them. Mario Party? Somebody who likes to party all the time. It's Mario Party. Mario Party all the time. Or somebody who gets rich saying they want to party all the time. When really- Mario's rich. I don't think Andrew WK parties at all. I think he's probably (laughs) over there, like, I don't know. You think he's a party poser? I think he's a party poser, yeah. I think he's a poser. Nobody, nobody who insists on liking anything that much actually likes it. Period. Still sounds like Mario Party to me. A wahoo! Yeah, I think it is still Mario Party in that case. Uh, <sighs> Billy asks, what's the best video game to play for exactly one hour? Ooh. One hour at a time? Or just, just one, one hour. hour? Just one hour? Yeah. Like, 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 there's basically two ways to answer this. There's one hour yeah. at a time. It's just any Yakuza game is good to play for like one hour a day. It works well yeah. like a TV show. But just one hour to, and then say, I'm done? Yeah, that would be a short hike. But I feel like short hike is like 90 minutes. Oh, no. You can play for an hour and be You fine. can. You can. Just play an hour and then say you get it. I don't know, Pac-Man? Play Pac-Man for an hour? You're not really going to have- I can't play Pac-Man for an hour. Yeah, it's a long time. Well, I'm saying you play it for an hour, you've had basically the full experience. It took me like 30 hours to get good enough to get all the way to level 23. I don't know. There was There was definitely something there that kept me, that compelled me. So, I don't know. One hour of something like Pac-Man, any one of those classic arcade games. Final answer. I like the Yakuza answer. Well, that's 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 supposing a different question. What is an example of a game whose otherwise mediocre gameplay is saved by its character animation? Wow. Indivisible. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, could, could we get a sound effect on that, Tim? Hang on, hang on. I made my own. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's the answer. I, so. I, I think that's as good as yes. we're going to get. Yeah. Uh, what's the curling of video games? Ooh. Well, there's a curling video game. Uh, I've got it right here on the PlayStation 1. It's called The Curling, I think. In all seriousness, I'd say Kirby's Dream Course for uh, Super Nintendo. Oh, I think that's really good. I like that. Yeah. It actually it has a little bit of that, that curling English to it, you know? Super Monkey Ball isn't that far off either. A Super Monkey Ball, Leo. Yeah, but Super Monkey Ball, you're in full control at all times. Kirby, you kind of like launch and then sweep. So yeah, it's a good point. A great answer. Yeah, uh, the frog asks: As people with lives and not as much time to play games as you may like, <laughs> what's the biggest time hog of a game that you still find time for, retro or otherwise? You're asking the wrong person here, because I, I I unfortunately have insinuated myself. Yeah, into, you're time hogging for a living. Painted myself into a corner whereupon I play video games all the time now. So yeah, all Jerry. time hog all the time. I Somehow. Think- I played all the way through that uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I feel like was like 900 hours long. It didn't ask me how long I thought I was playing at the end, though, which it should have. Uh, I don't know how uh, I ended up playing all the way through that. So that's one. I guess uh, I only wanted to play it for like an hour just to get footage. And then there I was just like, yeah, okay, let's get back in here. I mean, the near remake, I, I did all the side quests and, and yeah. got all the weapons and stuff. So like, that's a that's a time hog right there. I played Dragon Quest XI for about uh, three months, so that's my answer. That's got to be it. I believe the gentleman has uh, under underestimated our lives or over <laughs> yes. the richness of the lives uh, contained here. Or not asks, what is the greatest attack in Earthbound? Uh, anyone that has the word sm-ash on it. Yeah. Right? 
Uh, what about like like Pooh's got that one with the the stars or whatever? I think it's that one. Star size star storm or whatever right. it's called. Something like that. Yeah, that one's cool. Bready to die asks with tales of arise on the horizon. Has the Tales of series maintained its relevance as well as the other big-budget JRPGs? No! Nope. Was it ever influential in the first place? I nope. can talk about this for hours, but I'll summarize it with no. Uh, Tales games are chill as heck, and they're pound for pound quite entertaining. If you like Anime and have played a Final Fantasy, and needs and uh, the Yakuza games are a little bit too real, uh, check out the Tales of series, which is uh, breezy, animeasy, and uh, just quite, you know, fun to play. However, they just lack any sort of, they're just, they're changing the, the style every game, whereas the Final Fantasy changes the style, uh, at least it's still got some Final Fantasy weirdness, whereas Tales brings in different artists and uh, just goes from, from, hits stuff from completely different angles every single time. They're shifting it up to a point where it feels like it's just taking this shotgun spaghetti approach. And I feel like they, uh, they, I feel like they don't want to be a big series like Final Fantasy because that yeah, it's weird. brings expectations. It feels like they're idea factorying it where they're just kind of being like, I don't know, we'll do this now. Yeah, except they're all good. They're all cool. Like, whatever. Yeah, they're, they're, idea they're, all, they're all pretty chill. Whereas Idea Factory games can be pretty bad. I played a couple of those somewhat recently. They yeah. do. Um, but yeah, that's my answer. And also Tales of Arise looks real cool. And I'm going to try to play that a little bit. The end. This is a good question. What does it mean to direct a video game? Ooh. It means it means you're Hideo Kojima or David Cage. Yeah, but not Shigeru Miyamoto. He's a producer. I credited myself director on on collections because like the collections I've worked on, it was basically me and a programmer. So I called myself director because I was doing the actual production work and all of the sort of tweaking of designs and 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 the screens and stuff like that. But that's not a real game, so maybe I don't count. I mean, yeah, I, I directed a couple a couple of video games, and basically what it means is all things that happen in the game get a yes or no from me uh, on some level. So, like, does should the art look this way or that way is mm-hmm. is something that I will ultimately say the thing about. What is the tone of it? How do the jumps go? Uh, all those things are well, things Well, I think it's just I, creative director plus producer at the same time. Okay. Uh, that, I think that's an adequate enough response. How would you design a game like the Battle Room from Ender's Game? Don't know that one. I don't remember what it's like. Yeah, I, I never read it. A lot of computers. Does someone want to use a pass? Well, I think a lot of computers is fine. <laughs> I think that's good enough. Good answer. I, I've used so many of my passes. Uh, Tim, you still have four passes left. You yeah, use one. one of yours on this? Wait, Ender's Game? I think it's probably just something in EVE Online, isn't it? I don't think that's quite the same thing. I think it is, probably. There's there's a kind of weird zero gravity element to it, as I recall. Oh. oh that's creepy. We shouldn't have to use a pass just because we don't know. We did our best. No, you gotta use a pass. Otherwise, we're stuck on this forever. What's what's this thing called? Use a pass, Tim. No, I refuse to use a pass. Okay, fine. I'm gonna use it. No, what is what's the thing right. called again? What's it called? Um, the battle room from Ender's Ender's Game, Game Battle Room. Okay, we're googling it real quick. Okay, oh here, movie clip. Okay, oh my God, there's a movie clip. Oh, and I've got a two minute ad that I'm stuck with. Definitely worth our time. <laughs> no, we skipped fifteen it second okay, ad right. now. No, right. I'm gonna answer it and then get my pass back or get. Brandon's pass back for him later. Just to wow. go ahead. I've got it on the back okay. burner. Next question. All video game Conans are in a game together, including the Barbarian, the Detective, Future Boy, and O'Brien from Death Stranding. Okay. What is the game and who is the protagonist? Oh, creepy. Uh, the protagonist is Krom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> getting riddle. all the Conans together on his mountain. So it's the God Simulator. It's, it's Lost Vikings, right? It's, yeah, it's yeah. All four of them have 
uh, of, uh, a unique ability, and you have to switch between. You them. have to solve the riddle of steel. You don't know, like Lost Vikings. It can be that that Game Boy Color game with Mary Kate and Ashley and a and a dog or whatever. Yeah, no one said it had to be good. Yeah, and uh, what's the and who's the protagonist? Was that the question? Yeah, who's the protagonist? Well, all four of, them of this are the all game. I mean, it's crown. Yeah, they share it. Yeah. Okay. And, and they uh, all just have they have the Ninja Turtle headband colors also. Just so you tell them perfect. Apart. Yeah. The game is called The Riddle of Steel. That's the name of the game. Well, <laughs> yeah. This Ender's Game it look, movie looks stupid <laughs> as heck. It's got Harrison Ford in it. This this <laughs> battle room looks really boring. Just letting you know, I'm I'm still I'm still thinking about it. Let's keep going. What are the eye floaters of video game? Oh no. It's whenever your uh, your Wiimote gets like out of sync with itself and and so everything's just waggling in the wrong Ooh, I like that. in the wrong way. Yeah. That's pretty good. My other answer is uh Tim, help me out. What's that Super Nintendo game with the really weird 3D? Jim Power? Jim Power. Yes, it's Jim Power. It's Jim Power which has really weird parallax oh, that yeah. It's kind of like eye floaters where you like, you know, move your eye to the right and then like your floater is is kind of lags behind you. It's like that. I want to I want to add to this that uh, the eye floaters of video games is like nine out of ten uh, of the most popular Twitch streamers at any given moment. Which by which I mean, uh, you never heard of this, and then as soon as you do, you start hearing their name everywhere. Whereas eye floaters oh, have a tendency good. to be something people don't know about, and then like once you see them in your own eyes, you just can't stop. Yeah, so there you go. A different Billy asks, "What video game has the best inebriation?" Uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 with that physics that they used in the Star Wars game also, where you stumble around and it's all ragdolly. Yeah. Um, I thought it was actually, I thought it was actually really good trying to walk drunk there was, uh, I, I've, I've had life experiences that mirrored that not many years and years ago, but uh, I thought that was really good. I think if you like that one, the uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 one's really good. Uh, oh yes, probably an evolution of it. And yeah, it, so. there's, there's like a whole drunk mission that you have to do, which is the, the whole mission. Oh is just yeah, go yeah. Get drunk you know with what? Buddy. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah, I've 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 played Good that. Answer. Good answer. And you, played you, that level. That's the best one. You stumble around a lot. It has a whole bunch of quick time events and everything. Yeah, you got to go like just have drunken conversations with people. It makes sense. Yeah, it feels right. Yep. Yeah, I don't That's even it. drink, and it seems it seems it makes me want to go out there and become a sort of an alcohol man. That's not true. Alcoholsman. Quiverlip asks, "Who is the Herman Melville of video games?" Oh man, more like Merman. It. <laughs> Merman Melville. Merman Heckville. Merman Heckville. <laughs> uh, Herman Melville. Okay, so uh, too many words about incorrect science. It's not incorrect science. It's what they knew at the time. Yeah, I mean, it was incorrect if, after about five, six minutes. Okay, let me just go ahead and say Herman Melville was reading books to, to get all that stuff. He was He was trusting the scientists, okay? Yeah. So he was trusting scientists. That's all I'm saying. All right, it's Kojima. It's Kojima with the metal. Yeah. Oh, Moby Dick Studio. It's whoever runs Moby games. Oh, yeah. What video game designer most idolizes Nathaniel Hawthorne? I think that's the actual answer here. That's what we're really looking for. <laughs> I am going to take up a brief moment here to uh, express uh, how disappointed I am that Moby Games has been sold to a corporate entity for the second time. It was Gamefly, it was purchased back, and now AntStream owns Moby Games. What is AntStream? I don't know. Indeed. Yeah. Antstream is that British uh, retro game streaming platform for PCs. Never heard. All right. I think our best answer is Kojima. The dog from Duck Hunt was merely a background element and was never an interactable character. Uh -huh. And yet, False. in Smash Brothers yeah. for the Wii U, uh, Duck Hunt duo became a full-fledged fighter on the roster. Yes. 
What other unassuming background characters deserve a spotlight in a crossover fighting game? You can shoot well, the doctor. Dr. Mario's in there. He's, he doesn't really do anything. He just stands there. You're the player turning the pills around, right? Yep. That's yeah. true. Um, so uh, you could shoot the dog in the arcade version of Duck Hunt. Uh, yeah, and he, and he like spews like huge amounts of blood. Oh, it's awful. His yeah. head pops off like a big old, I don't know, what, what's the sort of thing that pops off? Never mind. People when they're angry. I mean, it's like this dog mom comes and grieves. Yeah, and he goes, he goes, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. There you go. That's that's what it sounds like. <laughs> I think I Thanks. think the I think the cyclist in the background of Chun Li's stage in Street Fighter Two should be a character that you can choose, and they keep their bike and they just bike back and forth. Wait, do you think that's who Chun Li learned the bicycle kick from? Oh, good call. No, because she does it before. The bicycle kick is uh, Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat 2, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> All right, so it's Liu Kang. Yeah. That's the Street Fighter um, yeah, yeah, uh, Mortal a, Kombat he's crossover. He's a non-playable character. Okay, let's let's move along. They should just make Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter already. They're both already on the Unreal Engine. Yeah. Just uh, let them import the models. Uh, Come on. Import the stuff. Ristar was pitched as a successor to Sonic the Hedgehog by Sega in the mid-90s, but failed to make much of a mark due to its 1995 release date for the Genesis. Yeah. Your task is to imagine what Sega's lineup would look like today if Ristar took over, leaving Sonic on the Genesis as Sega's major mascot character. Oh. I think Ristar as a 3D platformer would work really well. It'd be, uh, it'd be Bionic Commando. Um, so. Yeah. I just want to say it's 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 definitively pronounced Ristar, by the way. I only know that because right. it's that's what it says on the title screen of the Japanese version. Ristar. Oh, then why doesn't it start with a W? Ristar is like a is like a pharmaceutical agricultural the conglomerate yeah. corporation is what it sounds like. Ristar. Yeah, ask your doctor if Ristar is right for you. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a, it's like Happy Miles Morales. Yeah, uh, yeah, I like that. Miles Morales uh, is sort of... Reg asks, happy. you are putting together an RPG team where the members are all consoles from across any of the generations. Oh, no. Which do you choose to be in your active squad, and what are their jobs, abilities, and gear like? Oh, oh so yeah. <laughs> that's good. It's a, it's a good uh, question, so but it's long. Sega Genesis is the guy with the gun. Yes. For no real reason. Tim, are you intentionally never using a... Yeah. It seems that way. It's my, it's my, it's my shtick. We can do these questions quick. Super Nintendo is, is, I'm I, sorry, Super Nintendo is the main character. The main characters are usually pretty boring in a JRPG, yeah, right? right? So um, it's just kind of like your- Xbox is the tank, because it's heavy. Yeah, just the big old beefy dude with shoulder pads. The Sega Dreamcast is a hot girl. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, the Dreamcast, yeah. yeah. The yeah. Dreamcast. Dream yeah, Dreamcast. We is got our party. Heck, a hot. I, I think we just reinvented Hyperdimension Neptunia. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that, that's uh, what I was avoiding here. But uh, uh, Sega Genesis is like the, the the thief character who has a gun yeah. and could be a girl like as that. well, and can get equipped with a thirty two X. Yeah. Uh, well, oh man. So basically, like Rydia from Final Fantasy IV upgrades late in the story. Upgrades. Yeah. All right. This next question will take us to seventy percent. What's your favorite Peter Molydew idea? Oh, it was, uh, you have a house made out of guns and you have to shoot the guns to uh, protect your orphan children from aliens, which is the uh, premise of Gun House. It's been, what, like 10 years? I'm just going to say it. I think the Peter Molyneux, uh thing was, uh, was like old and busted, broken, bad, stupid, uh, cynical shtick from the very beginning. Yeah. Because who cares about Peter Molyneux? And then oh. you get people asking Peter Molyneux, what do you think about this Twitter account? And he goes, oh, I think he's lovely. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, it's hilarious. I Brilliant. want to be his friend and real wife. And then it's like, all right. I thought it was old and busted. So, uh, Peter right. Molyneux, if you're listening, just go dunk yourself into a dumpster. It was pretty, uh, pretty good for a game jam, though. 
I guess a game jam. Yeah, a game jam is a fun thing. So I guess that's a thing. What would a roguelike dating simulator video game be like? Oh, well, you find a bunch of rogues that you like. Yeah. And then you date them. Mm, I love okay, this rogue. Okay, okay. I like so this, this rogue. This, the, I, I would say that this is an invalid question because the question asker probably doesn't really know what a dating simulator is. Uh, dating simulators are not these simple dumb things that like KFC makes to make fun of uh, right. video games that are for girls, lol. Uh, we made the Colonel Sanders hot or whatever. Uh, dating simulators have a whole lot of mechanics. And uh, what what is a roguelike video game, a dating simulator like? They're so much deeper and uh, more nuanced than a lot of people give them credit for. I mean, Tokimeki Memorial is kind of a roguelike if you break it down. There's, there's so much randomization in Tokimeki Memorial yeah. that it's mind-boggling. I think the question asker presupposes a lack of depth in the genre at large. That, uh... And then you also got Hades, which it, you could make an argument as a dating sim. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. isn't there also Boyfriend Dungeon, which is another roguelike game that has dating in it? Certainly. Not when they ask this question, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, that... <laughs> yeah this probably predates Boyfriend Dungeon. <laughs> well, Boyfriend Dungeon was announced on Twitter back in like yeah. 2016. Jerry. Anders asks, Sony announced that the PlayStation 3, Vita, and PSP stores will be closing soon. As someone who did not own a PS3, but would like to play games like Metal Gear Solid 4 and Guard 3 with the downloadable updates, should I buy a PS3 now, or should I have faith in the modding community and using other means to access these titles in the future? Well, didn't Sony say they're not going to close it down, etc., etc., and flip-flopped it on it? It is going to close down. They're okay. Yeah, so but he didn't know that. Yeah, he didn't know that at the time. So I'm going to offer an, a, another fun uh, little factoid, which is... Uh, I, the reason that I hesitate to capture a lot of footage from PlayStation 3 games is that it's hard uh, to capture footage uh, from PlayStation 3 games because of the HDCP copy protection. Like if you if you plug it into a capture card, you end up getting a scrambled signal. You have to use this descrambler box to get it to look half decent. Did you know most HDMI switcher hubs, if you plug your PlayStation 3 into any HDMI switcher, virtually any HDMI switcher off of eBay, it just feeds right into an Elgato perfectly at a 1080p signal. Did you know that? So in other, I didn't. In other words, that was enough to get me to buy a PlayStation 3 off of eBay. So uh, check it out. There you go. The The actual answer here is uh, do whatever you want because PS3 has been jailbroken for a really long time. So if you're uh, waiting for the mod community, wait no longer. It's been done. They busted it. Yeah. yeah. So and get the one. emulators are, uh, are, are coming, coming okay. And you can say. capture footage from it if you buy the hardware. This is a good question. Uh, do you enjoy RPG battles or just tolerate them? Tolerate. I love them. When they're good, they're good, Jer. That's all I can say. When the, Some of them are good, and uh, maybe you want to pray about it. That's a reference I to think I find them, film if heist. we're talking about like turn-based classic JRPG stuff, I think they're very relaxing. Um, I think auto battle in Dragon Quest XI. Auto oh, battle. You ever turn, and then you just, you just tweak your paradigms every once in a while. I'm going to set this guy onto this for this next one. You just sit there, smoke a J, and uh, just relax. I don't know. I think if you can't, if you can't enjoy an RPG battle, get you a big old bag of weed, right? <gasps> right? There you go. Exactly. I don't even smoke weed and I'm endorsing it. Go for it. The Tron arcade game takes four scenes from the movie and makes them into mini games. Uh -huh. Please do the same with Kurosawa's The Seven Samurai. Oh, man. Well, there's a, 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 there's a, a tower defense, uh, like a town mm -hmm. builder, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, there's like, that's like a 30, you have like 45 seconds to build a town. Yeah. There's a, there's a training sim where you train the villagers, a daily regiment to follow so that they will get better stats in, in like pole arms and whatever else. 
Oh, there's there's an archery contest <laughs> where you're sure. just uh, learning how to use a bow and arrow. I'm just thinking this game would be like Defender of the Crown or uh, one of those uh, California games, a, a weirdly uh, kind of densely themed mini game collection. I would also be interested in a mini game where you're uh, you're you're trying to create the best armor out of um, armor harvested from downed samurai you found in the in so it's the like village. a crafting game between mini games or something yeah I like it. and That's then the, the final level is just a full-on dynasty warriors yeah <laughs> you're just flopping people up into the air yes and you're pressing a button to switch between the seven samurai like syndicate yeah uh, and it's like there's thousands of bandits and it controls just like seven samurai 20xx which is actually pretty and when, and when you switch to characters it's like grand theft auto 5 where they're like in the middle of something when you get there yeah except the camera zooms good. persistently it's just like quickly flies i would over. play this game i think it would be chill to make an ultra minimalist dynasty warriors that's just one battle uh and it's the seven samurai with their seven different abilities and it can be played online like left for dead could pull it off we used to make fun of licensed games uh who's making fun of them now though that's a good idea Left for Dead, mm-hmm. Dynasty Warriors, Seven Samurai, Seven Players. Can you survive the, the criminal onslaught? The bandits are here. <gasps> Micah says, what are your favorite games that were panned or ignored upon release? Oh, LMAO. Like, lots of them? I don't know. I mean, Seven Samurai 20XX? I think <laughs> that, I mean, seriously, people hated that game. The game rules. I just played it yesterday, Jerry. It rules. I mean, it's kind of a cop-out answer, but Deadly Premonition. Um, Dead Prim. When I played it, there were only negative reviews. I believe I had the first positive review online. Frank Trailblazer Cefaldi. That Frolf game, Ribbit King. People didn't like Ribbit King for some reason back in the day. That game is one of my favorite games of that era, I would say. But uh, mm-hmm. people were like, these jokes are bad, and it's just boring golf, which is false. Cool. Three answers. Golf is hilarious. Three answers. Oh, and, and <laughs> final answer, though, Breath of Fire 5, Dragon Quarter. One of the hottest ever, and people were yeah. taking a dump on it because it didn't uh, have happy anime graphics and let me level yeah. up my guys all day or whatever it was. Mino like die. Speaking of which, how can difficult games reach a mainstream audience? Well, Hades. Uh, didn't they? Didn't they already? Yeah, Hades, uh, Dark Souls. That's <laughs> Dark all Souls. very mainstream. So, uh, what's, what's the next question? It. Should there be an easy mode in Dark Souls? Just look at Hades. No, the next question is: What games have too good or not good enough graphics? Ooh, too good. I, lo- I think most games yeah, too have good. too good graphics. I saw that that Dokebi game that just got announced, and I think those graphics are too good, and they should tone them back down. Don't have as good animation as you got. It makes me embarrassed. There's uh in the Sonic Amateur Games thing that's going on right now. There's a game called I think Big's Big Adventure, and it's uh, yeah. Unreal Five, big looking for Froggy, uh, in just a hyper detailed Unreal setting. Too good. It's it just it <laughs> too looks good. too good. It looks better than most games, and it's a game. It's a fan game about big. That's upsetting. You know how every yeah. single yeah. thing you do in your entire life will never be like one one hundredth as popular as the most recent guy who remade. The Peach's Castle from Super Mario 64 in the Unreal Engine. Yeah. Uh, and, and did like a 30 second demo of it where the physics are all horribly wrong and the textures are all like just too photorealistic that it looks like like a cartoon. And then everyone in the comments is like this owns dude. That's too good and too bad at the same time. What video game setting has the best local cuisine? Super Mario Sunshine. No, I don't even like, I don't eat no, I feel like they got too much seafood there. But I would eat some sort of a salad, some sort of Greek style salad. In Delfino Town, Ravioli. I think the uh, the Akaza games have, have real good cuisine. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, not for me, but 
it's it's good. They got good food for for normal. Final Fantasy fifteen. Oh, for for fifteen, yeah. That's not local uh, cuisine. That's crafting. Does all right. What is the mezzanine, or who is the Nicholson Baker of video games? What? Who in the what I now? No idea what any of this means. I don't either. <laughs> okay. What? The Nicholson Baker of video games is Marcus Phoenix. Got it. That's true. Um, actually, I can't. Now that I think about it, and and the mezzanine is it's the arena in uh, Guardian Heroes. Great. That makes sense. Peach's Castle has a has a mezzanine. Oh, there you go. Super Mario sixty four. There we go. Peach's Castle. Uh, we already answered this one. Hold on. Uh, I can delete that because it's a double. So Learn that counts the answer. <laughs> Dr. Mario's medical license has been roundly questioned, uh-huh. but if you could give an honorary doctorate to any video game character, who would you choose and which field would it be in? Also, we're at 80% done. Ooh, Ooh. very good. Hmm. I feel like I want to give it to some sort of a healer. I think Dr. Sonic. Dr. Sonic, So you yeah. just have a rival. A doctor at it going fast? He's also a, a medical doctor. You know, he's a sports medicine doctor. He's an orthopedist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Knows all about Icy Hat. I want to give a degree to Pac-Man so that it becomes really confusing uh, whether Professor Pac-Man and regular Pac-Man are separate characters. Uh, that's very good. I think, yeah. uh, or alternate answer, Baby Mario. Dr. Baby Mario. <laughs> oh, baby like Do- Would it baby be Baby Mario. Dr. Mario or Dr. Baby Mario? Dr. Definitely baby. Dr. Baby. Dr. Baby. Dr. Baby. Uh, for what games or types of games do you find yourself holding the controller in an unusual way? I hold it upside down all the time. I don't care. Uh, most Sega Genesis games, I, I, I'm not using my thumb to travel between the three buttons. Uh, if I have to quickly go between A and C, I've got three fingers on those buttons, and that's unusual for me. I was just playing Rain Jerks the other day uh, on the right. Sega Genesis, and I had my uh, three fingers on the on the three buttons. It's a good way to go. Like, you have to do that to slam dunk in NBA Jam on the Yeah, weird, weird games. With Rain Jerks especially, you want the six button. Uh, and so you really need those fingers. Yeah. But my, my real answer is uh, is um, Persona, friend of the show. He's too good at, uh, I've mentioned this before, he's too good Super at Puzzle um, Super Puzzle Fighter. And uh, when playing other people is forced to play uh, with the controller upside down and backward behind his back. Um, or else it's no fun for him. I think the behind <laughs> the back is, a, is, is, is an overrated difficulty yeah. multiplier. So, sir, sure, but... <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh, my final answer here is none of them because I play my games with my Xbox One Elite Controller Series Two with programmable paddles, so I can jump, shoot, and aim at the same time, nice. without lifting any finger off of a button. It is uh, wonderful. Dan Canty says GDC is really cool, and I can't think of how to compare it to other industries. I challenge you to fill in the blank. GDC is the blank of video games. Ooh. Game Developers Conference. Professional Development Conference. Yeah. Thanks. That is accurate. <laughs> yeah. It's the NBA draft of video games. Something like that. People, a lot of people yeah. go there to get a job, right? Sure. A lot of people show up with their uh, with their hot indie game fresh on their laptop. It's like a get-together. It's the burning man of video games. Oh, crap. Oh, no. I like that. Crap. I hate that. No. That's not good, but it's good enough. It's not right, mate. Tim Brandon says. <laughs> Who? Who? Tim Brandon. Uh, what does Kill the him. future hold as far as slow AAA games, such as Death Stranding or RDR2? The future holds the death of, of this guy for having that weird name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it helps, Brandon was spelled with an E nope. instead of an O. doesn't matter. Uh, the future, I don't know how to answer this creatively. It's just like, there's going to be more. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. probably going to be a couple more. It's going to be more virtual concerts. 
You're gonna have. Dead I don't mouse. think that it's like necessarily a genre. Square you know, that, that breaks out like slow triple A game, but and I don't think people are gonna go, "Wow, Death Stranding was good. Let's make our game slow." It's just pacing is a way of telling a story. I think the future of it is that uh, it will be done by smaller, weirder teams. So mm-hmm. it'll be like a a five person team that makes one of these things. Is that a triple A game? That, well, but it it's like indistinguishable from visually. Uh, because like that Mortal Shell game came out. It's not exactly AAA, but it visually looks like one, and it was made by like two, three people. Something like that. I'm just saying Skrillex. You're going to have more Skrillex in the games. Has the musical score in a video game ever made you cry? Uh, Skrillex, when he did the song for Syndicate? Yeah. Would the accompanying scene still have made you cry without the score? That game is starring Brian Cox. So a video game has not made me cry. But if uh, if I Ever. were to pretend that one had, it would probably be near Automata, uh, not Automata, uh, the original Nears. Is... And yeah. the score definitely has a lot to do with that. Yep. Yep. Very oh, interesting. Next question: What game from a previous generation that has never been ported or remade or remastered and has no sign of future installments would you like to see get the treatment so that it's easily accessible? Though the trade-off is that the ported or remade or remastered version is inferior. Oh, Shoot. None. Why would I want that? I don't want yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't know why you would want that. Um, it's like, so you want more people to experience what? Like the, the bare bonesness, the story of it? Like, I don't know. I, well, I, I don't know. Like, I'll give a sort of joke answer. Uh, Girl's Garden on the SG-1000, which is Yuji Naka's first game, which is a game about a girl going out and picking flowers for her boyfriend while avoiding bears and bees. Like, I played that Remake that in, in Unreal 5 or something. Sure. Just make that ultra realistic. Because um, it's, it's the kind of game that, uh, conceptually would not exist today. Yeah, and um, I think it would wind up being worse be- just because it, the dissonance between what you do and how it looks would be yeah, large. Exactly. It's like, yeah. why is this so realistic? Why Why are these ultra-realistic bears moving in this tile-like pattern, you know? Yeah, yeah I think that's a good one. That is a good one. Mm. Do game designers have video game-themed weddings, or is it just Zelda fans? What games would be good wedding themes? Just Zelda fans, really. Game designers do have it, but they're not 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 the good ones. <laughs> not the good ones. Sonic the Hedgehog themed wedding would be good. Yeah. I bet if David Cage got married during his career, his wedding would be themed around his game. Yeah. Yeah. He would just be s- slowly opening and closing a door. A David Bowie impersonator. Yeah. As the... I guess a Sonic wedding would include an exchange of rings. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, as video games become more and more mainstream entertainment, mm-hmm. they're there. Uh, what are the biggest obstacles for non-game likers becoming game likers? I think it's really just they have to realize that the games they already play on their phones are games. I think once yeah. once they do that, then we're then we're in business. Well, I think you know what it comes down to is that game consoles uh, encourage uh, games that are, uh, you know, mature content and, and violent and sexually explicit. And if someone were to make a console that only had family friendly games, Mm. um, with maybe like a touchpad controller and a dial, I think that would actually uh, increase the market quite a bit. I think it would be good if someone who is like a, a prominent composer Mm-hmm. We're at the hell helm. Oh because... yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone who's not actually an executive, like like really stir things up. And yeah. Just see what happens <laughs> if, a, if a normal guy was in charge for they, once. They're yeah. gonna drain oh, the boy. swamp, the video game yeah. swamp. Oh god, exactly. love it. it's too I much. Love it. Are open world mechanics the seventy millimeter films of video games? No, because you can still do them, and seventy that's, millimeter that's true. film isn't really happening now. 
Well, 70 millimeter film is just uh, 240 hertz and or 4K 120, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, except you're not really doing it on film. So, well, I, no, I think 70 millimeter film is the uh, is is this playing your retro games on a on a nice CRT uh, video game. I think that's it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Ten questions to go, folks. Oh, excellent. What is the French new wave of video games? David Jerry's Case. House. No, that's that's not. That's not, <laughs> that's not real. French New Wave. So it's um it's stuff like what the Arcane Kids did, where it's very video game self aware, but um, yeah, and very playing with formalism, but not actually doing it as a joke while still being lighthearted about it. Uh, I think it's it's that kind of thing. Yeah, well, it didn't really happen in in like a mainstream way, like the French New Wave, I guess. But I I do like that answer. That that is the theoretical answer. Yeah. Yeah. In ancient Greece. The liberal arts curriculum consisted of seven subjects deemed essential education for participation in civic discourse. What seven video games are essential education to participate in gamer discourse? Oh, no. God. <laughs> a Super Mario, Sonic the Hedgehog, Super Mario. Final Fantasy. You got to play a Mario and you got to play a Sonic so you know the difference between Mario and Sonic. Yeah. Which will I allow agree. you to know the difference between... Basically, any two types of video games. There's, there's the Good Mario and Sonic games. Canyon. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm playing Super Metroid right now. Uh, actually, for the first time, which is weird. Oh, neat game. And that seems like it would cover a lot of education in a canon. I think just throw that one in there. Sure. Okay, so we got four now. Do we? What's the third Mario, Sonic, Metroid, with Final the... Fantasy. Uh, and, I think uh, the the Martin Luther King Jr. part from mm, Fortnite. Mm-hmm. I think is very yeah. important to understand. <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah, that's got to be in there. That's five. <laughs> Um, you need a big slow heavy prestige game so the last of us part one something like that right that's six and then dragon age so you can have like horny open worlds okay i mean maybe i I would i would i would argue bioshock so you know what to make fun of though i mean what do i know now you need horny in there maybe i would even swap in the bioshock for the last of us uh because you need you need to know guy online says if you could take all the time you spent playing any one video game and reallocate those hours into learning any one skill, what game would you take from and what skill would you invest in? I want people to know stuff's not as hard as you think it is. Uh, you can yeah. learn stuff. Uh, I don't need to reallocate any skills to learn C++ at age 42. So I don't know. That's what I would say. Let's. Well, let's... I think I think I think really it's just like what would you rather? What would you like to have? Just all automatically as a skill right now, and and uh, what game would you trade for that? Right. Well, I think I don't, you only start really seeing uh, uh, meaningful impacts to your life at around a thousand hours of working uh, at a skill. So it needs to be a game series I've spent over a thousand hours at, which is not a whole lot of them. So it would be Dragon Quest, and then what would I replace uh, with it? I don't know. What's the skill? What would I want to know? Weightlifting. I haven't figured out what I want to know yet, but it's definitely either I M M T. Or Clash Royale, the two free-to-play games that I probably spent the most time on of any video game on, just playing them every day for X number of years. Martial arts, that's what I would do. I'd learn uh, enough Mandarin, as much Mandarin as I could learn in that amount of time. That's good. Yeah. I like that. That's useful. I guess mine would be Oenden and Leapbeat Agents. I put a lot of time into that. I mean, why? It's fun, but that doesn't really affect my life anymore. And I don't know. Archery might be cool. Could have learned to play an <laughs> yeah, instrument. I yeah. remember yeah. thinking of all the time I spent playing Virtual Fighter 4 Evo, I could have uh, gotten really good at the guitar. I remember thinking that a long time ago. Yeah, I would take all the hours I put into Soul Calibur 2 mm-hmm. and put them into getting good at Soul Calibur 5. Nice. Uh, uh, what video game would you give to the Pope? Oh. Um, 
One of them really horny ones, so like uh, Dragon Age? Uh, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon. Very, very queer itch game. Yeah, yeah something true. that that would he would just not understand in any way, and it would blow his mind. So uh, yeah, Diaries of a Space Bar Janitor. I don't know if I told this story, but I was uh, my mom came with me to the uh, local cafe where they don't serve cops in East Oakland, and uh, and she was looking for a souvenir for her sister, and she was like, "Do you think she'd like this shirt?" And it, it was like a shirt that had pictures of flowers all over it, but it also said "End White Supremacy." which I don't think she noticed. It's like getting that shirt for for my aunt. <laughs> you know, uh, she's, she's, she, I don't think she's going to actively try to end white supremacy, let's say. <laughs> I know that any video game I would give the Pope, he would never play. Mm-hmm. So I would give him Steel Battalion because it's the heaviest video game. And uh, it would be fun to watch him try to lift. It would be fun to imagine the Steel Battalion controller taking up residence in the Papal Palace. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Heavy is the head that wears the Steel Battalion. (laughs) Good show. Very good show. What game has had the deepest emotional impact on you? We kind of answered this one already, but let's do it again. Hmm. Did answer emotions, huh? <laughs> Emotion. Um, I, uh, so the only emotional impact I can really recall is uh, nostalgia. And uh, mm, don't like that one. Yeah, it's not my favorite one, but it's the only one I can really get out of these. And um, I think uh, East Books One and Two gave me a nostalgia, even the very first time I played it. The final fight in Mother Three uh, got me the third time. Yeah, it was a good one. I I like that, and I like the the final fight in Mother Two it was also pretty good. Why yeah. didn't they title that game Moth 3R? I feel like that was a missed opportunity. Could have done that. Too. This guy broke the rules and submitted five questions in one question. Nice. Uh, so I'm just going to count them as one question, but ask all five of them. Okay. Oh, no. Which game characters would you want to share a pizza with? The Ninja Turtle. A Mario. Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Oh, the if you could Turtles, own a yeah. non-weapon item from any game, what item would you choose? Um, there's a, There's like... Phoenix Down. There's like a mm-hmm. bag with infinite gold in it. I, I get that. Is there a game with that? I know there is. <laughs> Phoenix Down. You have to name the game or you can't get it. Okay, I'm I'm going to say uh, the 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 Mario Bricks, where if you hit it enough times, you get m- way more gold. Okay, so 10 coins. Yeah, 10, 10 coins. I'm going to sell my Phoenix Down for like $10 billion. Yeah, that makes sense. Are there any games that capture the fleeting enjoyment and sadness of watching cherry blossoms fall? <laughs> Shoot. No. A Shenmue. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. Shenmue is right. If you could create the perfect video game controller, what features and design flourishes would you include? Xbox Elite uh, it'd Controller. It'd be that series Xbox two. Elite Controller that Tim's going to talk about yeah, right now. That's yeah. real good. Yeah, that one. The Elite Series 2. Excellent controller. It's just a Saturn controller for me. Uh, what's your favorite Hangout game or Hangout moment in gaming? Oh, we've answered this question, but I don't remember any of the answers. Already answered. <laughs> when you go to uh, Joe Biden's Animal Crossing Island. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was thinking about when uh, the the town is on fire in near Automata and you can just sit on the bench while everything's burning. Final Fantasy VII Gold Saucer when the meteor is hovering over the atmosphere. Uh, six questions to go. Uh, Jesse Herzog asks, in the film industry, winning a major award can often help a filmmaker secure funding for a passion project or an actor become much higher profile than they were previously. Mm-hmm. Do awards serve any comparable function in the games industry, nope. or are they mostly just for vanity? No, they do. No, I think they do. I think they, they do. do. IGF. I think, yeah. Well, IGF for sure. Oh, yeah, I but suppose. also I think 
if that Jeff Keeley gives you an award, uh, it probably means a lot to uh, the people who have a lot of money, even though it doesn't actually mean anything money-wise. So yes, I, I suspect it's true. That's exactly what it is. Like if Jeff Keeley gives you an award, then people with money are like, we got to look out for these people. And then if you get an IGF award... Then you get at least two competing bids from publishers, so you uh, exactly. you, 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 you get to figure it out from there. And quite often you get a sales boost. The IGF award is the one you get for having an interesting girlfriend, right? Yeah. 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 Very good. Yeah. No, it's it's when you're your own girlfriend. IGF. <laughs> IGF. Uh, Ivan Simonovich asks, are there still obscure games on the PS4 and Xbox One? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? There's like 12 a day. Yeah, there's a bunch of a whole indie bunch games, games on there. I mean, it's mostly the indie games, but sure, there's all kinds of stuff. Like, there's that company called Spiders. They make games. You ever heard of any of them? No. Y you know what there's a whole lot of is there's Euro games. Yeah. You don't even know the, the children's Euro game market. Wild. You ever heard about Europe? Have you heard about the children's video games they have? About German girls with horses and whatnot? Yes. Some of these games are wild. Yeah. Fellow Hoosier Benjamin B asks a question quite similar to one we had in the last episode, actually. Uh, what is the most engaging or most accurate game portrayal of a menial task? Desert bus is too obvious. Oh, there's that bit in Shenmue 3 where you just have to you have to carry books back and forth as this job that you're doing, and you have to balance carefully, and it's it's different every time, and you actually have to like teeter around with this bobbling stack of books. I feel like that's pretty accurate. It's pretty. I mean, Death Stranding is pretty. Sure. Uh, you're carrying thing. items across a long distance. I I don't know about you all, but I live in New York City. And sometimes carrying your groceries back home is an obnoxious, uh, death stranding esque task. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can probably uh, touch your toe on a tiny piece of a rock and go sprawling everywhere, just like in Death Stranding. Yeah, and That's then happening. and also my favorite thing about Death Stranding is when your guy goes <laughs> when he falls over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also when you drop all your stuff in New York, it becomes instantly filthy, just like all the stuff that falls down in in Death Stranding. Regardless, and then people of where can it start falls. shooting at it with their guns. <laughs> That's right. That's, just immediately start pop, pop. What accurate but totally meaningless claims do game developers often make about their video? Peter Molyneux. This dog will make you cry. Oh, this is the first game that will make you cry. Yeah. Can a video game make you cry? We tried to make it. They've been saying that for 20-some years now, man. Yeah. All right. This is our final question. We've made it. Th we've made it, everybody. We're almost there. Have you ever played the seat? <laughs> We did it! <laughs> oh wait, passes count? I, I thought I didn't Man. know that. Yeah, they count. Yeah, passes count. Well, who cares? <laughs> we made it to a hundred. Congratulations! Good job, Frank. We've defeated the dirt bag. All the dogs did. Dirt bag. Tim, thanks for coming back on the show for this. Uh, this is the point where uh, we all plug what we're working on. We forgot to say that this is episode two hundred. I said it at the very beginning of the episode. Did you? Episode yeah. two hundred. Oh, all right. Well, good for us. Yeah, we did 200 of these. I mean, not all of us, but collectively we did 200 uh -huh, of these. More or less. More or less. Uh, I think Brandon's the only one who's been on every episode. I haven't. No. Okay, so none of us have been on every nope. episode. Great. Uh, but uh, now I'm glad that we could all get together here for this special occasion. And I'm looking forward to doing more of these in the future. Let's do 200 more, lol. At least. Do you have anything you'd like to recommend to our listeners after uh, braving it through 100 questions with us? I do. I got some stuff. Uh, first of all, 
uh, I've, I've been watching more of these Sonny Chiba movies from my Sonny Chiba collection now that he's well, dead, which good. was a coincidence. I was watching those and then he died. There's this movie called Legend of Eight Samurai, which is um, directed by Kinji Fukusaku, who is... He just the... added another one? Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> an extra one. Uh, it's directed by the, the uh, Fukusaku who did um, Battle Royale, Battle. is what people mostly know him for in the US, but he did a lot of Yakuza movies and all he was an old man when he did that battle. Royale. Did a hundred something movies. Yeah, he's he's he did about a million of them. I think he was he was like eighty two when he did um, battle royale. Anywho, is like if if someone were to say what is what is the the Sengoku Basara of movies, it would it would be this because the costumes are just wild and there's weird sets and just nonsense going on everywhere and it's a it's a it's kind of a big mess, but uh, it's pretty fun to watch. So if you want to watch something, you want to watch something weird. Give give Legend of Eight Samurai a go, and then my other recommendation is uh, I already recommended uh, vote no on the recall, and that we will vote him out later properly. Uh, so I'm gonna say that again, but that's not my other one. It is uh, F1 Drive to Survive on Netflix. Uh, at least se- season one, season two is okay. Season well, three is a little cool. better. But yeah, it's a show about a show about F1, which if I'm honest, I didn't know anything about. I never paid attention to it because I didn't think the cars looked cool and I don't like how they sound. Uh, so if F1, who lost? That's oh, right. Um, something like F0 plus one? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's I think I a lot of people didn't know anything at all about F1 and that's why that show... Well, no, that's not why that show... Obviously, people wouldn't have watched that show were it not a really good show that also managed to get people interested in F1. Yeah. I really yeah, think it's... it would be cool if they would do a show like that for basketball. Sure. Uh, you know, something to, or, or baseball, you know, just get people into a pick, even a more mainstream sport. You could have a do real it, good time do with it that. For, do it for soccer. I don't know what the positions are in, on there. Um, like, whatever. Anyway, F1 uh, Drive to Survive is cool because you learn, you learn about F1 sort of, but it, it's especially interesting because that first season focuses on all the mid-level players. And so, like, it's, it's this wild thing where you're getting people super ec- ecstatic to be getting, like, seventh sixth fifth place mm-hmm. in in the race and that that's really fun and then later you know in season two it's all about like the people at the top of the field and it's a little less interesting you know because it's like they won again but there, there then there's more drama again in in season three so uh, i recommend it it's pretty fun to watch it's kind of got an an anime like drama pacing to it so it, it was recommended to me by by junk boy of um minecraft fame and it was a good mm-hmm. recommendation so check it out have you guys all oh, watched man. that The Last Dance with Michael Jordan? Oh yeah. yeah. You should watch that. I intend to. I haven't Brandon, oh, if you want to watch it's, it's pretty good. Uh it does a pretty good job. My uh, uh my only friend Mimsy enjoyed it a lot at the very end of the show and as as the uh show wound down in the final episode, Mimsy looked at me and said, "I didn't know Michael Jordan was so great with this uh and I was like, "Yeah, dude." So there you go. I never knew Michael Jordan was so great," she said. So if you want to, if you want to feel like that, maybe check that that show out. I think that came out a long time ago, though. So it's hard to contemplate how good Michael Jordan is if you weren't around at the time watching Michael Jordan. Like, oh, he's probably pretty good for a basketball player. No, he he was it was a different level of good. Yeah, Frank, you got anything? Uh, yeah, I recommend um not having a CRT television Ooh. because if you have one and you say play a game on it, an old two D game that scrolls. Um, you're gonna start hating modern televisions. Game. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter if it's banjo katootie. Just... <laughs> banjo katootie. <laughs> nice. CRT TVs, sixty times a second, blank out the entire screen, 
and they're mm-hmm. entirely black. And it happens so fast, your eyeballs don't perceive it. Instead, your eyeballs uh, perceive fluid motion, much like projected film. And modern TVs just don't do that. Even in movies, as you're watching them on modern TV, when they're just kind of scrolling over a landscape, they look really choppy Yeah, because uh, there's no there's no blanking the screen. Don't don't find yourself with this arcane knowledge that that there was once a better world. You're making uh, a real good <laughs> argument. The I is... too have seen the digital yeah. foundry video uh, entitled uh, "Video Games Modern Video Games Look Amazing" on CRTs, where they talk about all that stuff. And uh, I also have uh, I've looked at Sony FW900s on uh, eBay. Yet uh, even I'm not wild enough to purchase one. So maybe I'll just continue not purchasing a, a good CRT. I'll just recommend to people, uh, I feel like not a lot of people know about the JVCD series. Um, and that's, a, that's a, a really good CRT that you can get that isn't made by Sony and uh, doesn't cost nearly as much. Mm. I am continuing on my quest to disprove Frank's uh, assertion that all comic books are bad. That's my assertion. Cape comics in general are bad. Okay, fine. I can agree with that. Yeah, I can allow that. Listen, buddy, I've read Understanding Comics like 12 times in high school. I, I understand okay. that comic books as a concept are fantastic. Uh, Fine. You said all comics are bad. Ongoing cape comics are bad because uh, they are not tapping into their potential in any way. There, there's nothing else like it, really, where th- there's been a soap opera going for like 60 years. And they don't do a very good job of tapping into that because there's they're just not consistent at all. They don't let creators just do their thing and 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 add to the mythology. They just uh, they jerk off. Cape comics jerk off about sixty times a month. And they're I'm really not bad. going to recommend a cape comic, but I am right. going to recommend a comic that's been ongoing for quite a while now. Last month, uh, Netflix announced that they're doing a. Uh, an Usagi Yojimbo show oh, no. uh, that they're calling Samurai Rabbit. And I would really recommend that people check out the original uh, Usagi Yojimbo comics by Stan Sakai, which have been ongoing since 1987 and are still going right now and are still as good as they've always been. You could pick it up at the beginning. You could pick it up just about anywhere. And uh, it's just been a really consistently good comic for many decades. So and, it's like uh, Cerebus, but not crazy. Exactly. Yeah, cool. it's. It's Cerebus by a sane person. It's nice. it's really, really good. People dismiss it as like the other Ninja Turtles, but it's a lot more interesting. It's not Ninja Turtles. It's a Samurai Rabbit, right? I mean, right. it's very yeah, different. That's different. Frank, I think you particularly would enjoy this comic, and I, I think recommend you're right. that you pick up a volume. Or I should just I just read some manga is probably what mm-hmm. I should do. I'm, I'm starting to yeah. understand your uh, comic taste because I, I've, I've actually read Usagi Yojimbo, and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, Not a fan. I'm, I'm understanding where you're coming from, is, 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 is all I will say. Fair enough. I don't know what you've learned about me, but... <laughs> what have you learned? I've learned that you generally like comics, is what I would say. I like comics, Brandon. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Comics are good. I'd also recommend that if you're listening to the show on any platform where you can subscribe to or review podcasts, that you engage with us in that way to keep the algorithms pushing us forwards. You could also go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own topics. Get our regular episodes one day early. One day early? One day early? One, <laughs> one, one day early? Yeah. 
Uh, and even access monthly bonus episodes and other exclusive content. Monthly bonus episodes. Monthly bonus episodes. <laughs> you can also join us on forums.insertcredit.com. Follow us on Twitter for our own personal updates and projects. No, don't do that. The please. show is at Insert Credit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Brandon is at Necrosofty. Tim is at 108. And Frank is at Frank Stefaldi. This show is edited by Esper Quinn with music by Kurt Feldman. For the 200th time, I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi, and you have not been on 200 episodes. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. None of us has been on 200 episodes. And you have now completed the episode. Congratulations. You and Jerry. Wahoo yippee. Jerry, Jerry, quite the Jerry.